Welcome to Oscar Sunday. I'm Austin Johnson, and I've got two very special guests with me today. Uh, Connor is now in Germany, and so he's going to be off for about a week from the podcast. Uh, this is, I believe, the first one he's not going to be on. So I uh, hope he has fun, though. He's going to be there for a while, visiting family and having a good time. He's never been there, so I'm excited for him. But I'm also excited to have my two older brothers, Adam and Jeremy, on today to talk about Born Ultimatum from 2007. Uh, it won three Oscars at the 80th Academy Awards. And this is one of those trilogies that all three of us, when we were growing up, watched a lot. Uh, I'd, I'd call them Blaine and Julie movies. Our parents, they they definitely liked them. And they were always on TV, it seemed like, like TBS and TNT. And uh, Adam, I want to kick it to you first, because uh, I believe you're the biggest fan of these out of us three. I am. And, and I, you know, I'll get into full reasons why, I guess, as we kind of like talk about them a little bit more, but um, essentially I think they just hit me at a, at a time when I was kind of like getting like more curious about just like the world in general and like, and, and like different types of movies and different genres of movies other than just, you know, the animated stuff we watched growing up and then the comedies of kind of like the late nineties, early two thousands. And I was like, Oh yeah, this is kind of a different thing. And it's, and then, you know, I'd seen action movies before and it's like, Oh, this is, this is certainly not just like a straight action movie. There's a, there's a depth to it and uh clearly a source material behind it that's like much smarter and yeah. kind of like classier than just like a shoot 'em up you know action movie um there's a lot of like layers to it that i just really like i'm i can i can like freely admit that they're not like the very best movies of like the decade or anything like that but like like they're kind of we talk about the difference between like favorites and best but they're some of my favorite movies they're not some of the uh, very best movies i've seen but they are some of my favorite movies like ever for me the, tr the trilogy yeah the, the, yeah the, the, you know you have the uh, Doug Lyman does Born Identity. That's my personal favorite. Uh, and then Supremacy and uh, Ultimatum are both Paul Greengrass. And then you have that random one with Jeremy Renner. Uh, and then the yeah, last... I, I never, never watched that one. <laughs> yeah. And then you have the last one, Jason Bourne uh, from 2016. And that was, you know, so there's five movies technically in the franchise. Uh, uh, you, you spoke to the books. Robert Ludlum is like an absolute legend. And yeah. he passed away right before the first movie came out. And so it's kind of cool that he, like his legacy lives on. Yeah. And I've read, I've read um, quite a bit of which one it's, there's one that came out like shortly after that. And it was one that wasn't written by Robert Ludlum, but like the kind of guy that came after him, I should, I should look up the name. That's right. Um, I think I have a copy of that too. Yeah. He, yeah. and he's written a bunch like on, kind of like in the same vein, like, you know, Robert Ludlum's, you know, um, born, you know, born, whatever. And he's written, he's written a bunch of other ones. So I've read like one of the ones that's in the series. It's after the three movies that came out. Um, but yeah, Born Legacy is the one with yeah. Jeremy Renner. And actually, yeah. actually on the rewatch was like okay. pretty good. Yeah, but um, not nearly as good as these these three. And then yeah, Jason Bourne is just not very good at all. Yeah. So Jeremy, uh how was how was your rewatch of the trilogy? What well, you know, I I think you're the you're you're the least likely to, you know, yeah. movies up in conversation. I like I yeah, I like I like I I mean there I think there's a few things that the the both of you all kind of hold a little bit higher, you know. Like I, I mean, I guess not. There's not a lot, but we always talk about uh, like social network and like well, David Fincher in general, like that y'all love so much, and that I uh, never really been as into. And this is definitely one of those as well. Um, I remember watching them as a kid. Like I, I feel like I, I feel like I, I don't know if we watched them all together like the first time at the same time. I remember watching like DVDs from Blockbuster. Uh, that's why I remember. I feel like I watched these the first time. I remember holding. Born Supremacy in my hand, right? And I, yeah, I thought these movies were rad as hell when I was a kid. But, and I've always held them up to be like, oh, you know, they're fine. They're like rad action movies, and that's where it ends. But this time around, I don't know. I didn't like them as much this time around. 
I this time around, identity is definitely like uh, by a couple leaps and bounds my favorite. But I don't know. It's not hitting. They're not hitting me the same way they did when I was younger. I, I don't. I'm not sure why. I don't think it's like a. I, I definitely don't think they don't like hold up. You know, I think they're still solid 2000s action movies like that objectively but for me i don't know uh they're still rad though yeah it's, it's entertaining but it's it's yeah it's by no by no stretch like bad movies uh, uh just movies that maybe are just not 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 my shit anymore i don't know yeah but so i don't yeah well let's 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 get into them though we can talk about yeah, why and so, all that but so the key differences, I think, in the like the first one, Born Identity, directed by Doug Lyman, who's kind of like an independent guy, and you can tell it's pretty, pretty raw, pretty, pretty like untamed, uh, like madness. And I just like the origin story at the beginning uh, for for Born. The second two movies, Summer Supremacy and Ultimatum, clearly go up in like production quality and like how much how much money they had for the budget. It's it's uh, obvious a that the budget went way up. Yeah, and I like that it was more like. It was it was raw. Like identity was like the the action was not as like like oh my god look at all this crazy shit happening. Like it's like the action was like oh man look at Jason Bourne he's on the edge of a building you know like it was it was a little less crazy and and I think the budget has something to do with that like that that this was probably a smaller team of people trying to do a send up of like something they really loved. Uh, I don't think. I don't think it's like Greengrass came in and ruined the franchise or anything, but like, but the, but the tone changes, yes. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, the tone sure. changes. And you, you also lose, uh, to me, a, a key factor in the first one, Chris Cooper, his character is so oh, yeah, awesome. I mean, best, <laughs> best character in the franchise. So <laughs> yeah. He's so good and losing him like kind of sucks. Brian Cox like, definitely, definitely, you know he's there in the second one. He's pretty vital to the story in the second one, but though like those two guys, like that that kind of tandem in the first movie is is like my favorite. I think about it. more more so than them. Like, well, I mean, losing Chris Cooper is huge, and the way they kind of write him off in the second one is like, yeah, come on, like what what like we we don't even get to see him. And who knows that it's probably not anyone in particular's fault. Maybe Chris Cooper didn't want to do it. Maybe they didn't want to bring him back. It's scheduling shit. Maybe who knows? But like, I mean, maybe do y'all know? I don't, I don't. Why he was not that? Yeah, I never. Like, like, like Chris Cooper wasn't even there. There's just like a quick scene where Brian Cox, like it's it's alluded that what's what's Brian Cox's name? Uh, I know everyone's name except for him. I feel like whatever. Look it up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Brian Cox, it's alluded that Brian Cox had him murdered, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Well, we like, see and, and we Brian see Cox in the first one. Yeah. yeah, we see him get shot in the first one in the alley. For real? Yeah, that's why I was like, "What do you mean, bring him back?" I was like, "He's dead." Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I I thought they were gonna do flat like flash. I, I feel like the last scene was where he Chris Cooper just gets like rocked in the face by Jason Bourne. No, remember okay, he's walking well, in the street. No, it's like a different guy. All right, well, yeah, in that one yeah, asset. I, I, I definitely missed something. In yeah, the first that asset one, takes him out. Yeah. All right. Brian Cox's name is Ward Abbott. Abbott. Yeah. Yeah. Warren Abbott, okay. Abbott and Conklin are the yeah, yeah, yeah. Conklin, yeah. Well, okay. Uh, but the other thing that I think was lost after in, in the second two movies was like, like, and, and this I've never really hold, held like the Marie character, like Marie Kreutz. I don't know that actor's hmm. name, but like, uh, Franco. How much? Yeah. 
What is it? Franca Potente. Okay. I, I don't know why that would change anything, but but yeah, but that's that's her name. But uh, she like humanizes Jason so much. Like, yeah. We get to kind of see like just his shit kind of bounce off of her, and she's also this kind of wayward, you know, Vagabond. vagrant type person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, without her in the second movie, like it's just it's harder to like. I don't know if you're really supposed to relate to Jason, but you're definitely supposed to feel the way, like you're supposed to feel his like pain and his trauma, right? And it's so much easier to feel that with Marie, and maybe that's the point of supremacy that she dies, you know, yeah. so quickly. We're yeah. we're not worried about spoilers, right? I mean, oh no, no, no. I mean, if you haven't seen, no. if you haven't seen the Bourne movies by now, you know, yeah, the newest one is 15 them. years old. Yes, <laughs> yeah, the newest one is 15 years old. Well, this one, Born yeah, Ultimatum. Yeah, of the, of the oh, Ultimatum. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I also did not see Jason Bourne. I was going to watch it. No, I, I don't didn't. remember. Like, we saw it in theaters. Yeah, in yeah. Chicago. Yeah. yeah. I don't you remember. All saw, you all saw it together in theaters? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I just, I don't, I don't care. I don't, I just didn't want to see it. It's, yeah, you're not missing it. It's not great. Yeah. Uh, oh, I had never also, heard that it wasn't good, though. I, I didn't know it wasn't good. Compared Maybe that's to, why I've never wanted to see it, though, like, because no one's ever told me it's good. I don't know. Comparatively, yeah, um, right, right. No, no shade to whoever yeah. made that movie. But uh, one question I definitely had while I was like while I was watching them was, do you guys like it, between the first two movies? Well, I'll go with those two: Carl Urban in the second one or Clive Owen in the first one? Like, who's scarier? Jerry, Clive, Clive, Clive Owen, dude. Yeah, Jerry. We every time Carl Urban's on the screen, I just thought of that time when I was up there and we were doing the Australian. <laughs> in australian Cal. accent yeah yeah caleb and uh but yeah no that's that's all i can think uh, of no, uh, the, that, that all all australian accents like names are easy to say and like shitty australian with, accents yeah, with a, <laughs> australian accent yeah caleb and yeah <laughs> so I just, yeah, I, I just i just watched uh just watched two towers yesterday oh nice uh, jesus yeah yeah carl carl urban shines in that movie yeah, I, uh, but but to answer the question, Clive Owen, I like I like Clive Owen's like quieter and I mean Carl Urban is scarier, sure, but like I like the professor. Yeah, I like Clive Owen's. Uh, I like his role and his kind of his his conflict with Jason. That's not like let's beat the shit out of each other and drive cars into each other. Like yeah, you know it's him in a field like and and yeah. and yeah. That, I mean that scene him and Clive Owen when he finally gets to him is it, it, pretty rad. Yeah, I think I think that's an underrated part of these three movies is the amount of Carl Urban and Clive Owen type people that pop up in them. You're like, oh yeah, wow, like yeah, this person's in this, and like they went on to like really good things, or like they had done other things, and it's like, yeah, yeah, I kind of forgot, like they had a pretty big role in this stuff. Like it's they're all three very well cast. Like that's I think them that has is a real strength of all three movies. But and even the guy that plays Eamon, the one that owns the the house that they go to in the first yeah. one, like that guy's good, you know, Love like those little kids, and you know, it's like. I mean that like just a very well drawn characters, and that's again that's the that's like Marie's acquaintance, yeah, yeah. like X, yeah, yeah right, I, right, I think okay. it's like an X of some sort, yeah. That's what, yeah, I feel like that's what we're kind of led to believe, yeah. Right? Well, yeah. Marie's brother they... played by Daniel Brule. I know Daniel right. Brule pops up, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah well, that, and that, so I mean, so like Clive Owen wasn't like huge yet, and like Carl no. Urban had already done Lord of the Rings at this point, right? Uh, yes, yes, because that's uh old. Oh, is four is supremacy. Four is supremacy, yeah. right? Yeah. So he at least like, I mean, but he didn't get huge from that. I mean, but I mean, really, really, it's kind of like the boys is what like yeah. shot 
Carl Urban into the stardom that he has now, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. He's never really done anything else that like made him like really famous that was a uh, well at least here, at least here in the states, you know. I mean, I'm sure he's been a <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. sure. Well, you're not famous until you're famous in the states. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. We're the center yeah. of the world. As these movies taught me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of the world. So good. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of a lot of cool cast members. So if you had to choose, since you know, we're really gonna hone in on Ultimatum for our awards. Uh if you had to choose between the first two movies, like what's your favorite bits from those movies? Like favorite scene, favorite characters, like like who are you going with? So I the the very opening scenes in the first one, like on the boat, oh. are so good. Like, yeah. like they really draw you into that world really well. They feel like I'm reading a book. Like, like he's like in the Mediterranean. You know, yeah, been shot. Yeah, yeah, and like there's just so much mystery involved. Like even though obviously I know the story, I've watched them you know a bunch of times, but like I, I vividly remember that very first time watching. I'm like, oh, this is like just really like it grabbed me right away. Super you know? compelling. Um, yeah. and that kind of the guy who plays that like you know uh, captain of that ship. Yeah. Um, it's just yeah, another kind of just like really strong like supporting. He's character. like yeah, he's like ends up on the like an Italian ship or something, right? Yeah, yeah. But then dropped off. Well, what's the where exactly? What's the, 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 I don't he, remember. They just they fish him out of the water though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so he falls. He, he falls in the water off the coast of Marseille. But I, but I don't think they. I think they take. They're in Italy when he gets off the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. That makes sense. well, and that, and that, and that mm-hmm. yeah, for sure is yeah, identity is like identity. Yeah. Identity by far has like the best narrative, and maybe that's yeah. because it's like where it is in the story. Yeah, but it's the most entertaining narrative. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, this. Uh, so what, okay, what? Um, what's his name? Like Aduel. A Kinuaway, Mr. Echo uh, from Lost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gaje, I think is his name. Yeah, uh, he plays uh, yeah, Bosi. Might, might have butchered that. Yeah, but he plays Bosi. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean the scene, the scene where he's got the he's got the gun to his head, and like they reveal later on, like why he like why he froze and like yeah why yeah. he fucked up the job because like he just saw like Bosi's yeah. like holding his children, you know? Or, kids, yeah, yeah. But like that, yeah. The, it's a better story, man. Like, yeah. And, well, and, and you're trying to, like you're trying to figure it out with him, you know? Like, that's kind of the whole point. Like, you're trying to figure it out with along with him. Yeah, my one of my favorite shots from the first one is when he finds all the passports. And you're like, oh, yes. man. Like, yeah, just... And all I the still, money, yeah, yeah. I still get that weird... That bank scene's so good. Oh, yeah. yeah. I still get that weird kind of sensation, like I'm 12 years old again, where I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, man, the mystery. Yeah. <laughs> Again, like Adam said, you that is yeah. The, when it starts time. like unfold and what what yeah. what the hell yeah. is going on? I lo- I mean, like the I think in the first, I mean, the Chris Cooper like screaming at him in the room, like it's pretty. Re- but I, I I've always thought it was really cool, and I've never seen this in another action movie, and I don't know how like realistic this is to actual like gun combat. But when he's holding like one gun like upside down. <laughs> In that sta- in the stairwell scene. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in, in identity, like I always thought that was cool as hell. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like no, oh, I sold it one of them upside down and pulled the trigger with his pinky. Like you know, I doubt that that's like an actual thing you would ever want to do with a firearm. But like, but it just looks fucking badass, man. I don't know. Yeah, they're they're you know I I think I I would I would kind of bristle at someone being like they're just action movies you know like I think they're they're quite a bit like more than that yeah but man there's some great action sequences in all three of them like yeah each one has like a really impressive like like the car chase in Identity uh like in in, in the streets of Paris is ready so steady good. go yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a great scene yeah yeah no, no there's a reason that they made like eight hundred million dollars yeah but there's also a reason that people still talk about them now yeah. 
And uh, for for better or worse, like there's a reason it was up for three Oscars and one the, yeah. the, the last movie. So the first two still you, if you, you kind of want to make fun of like when when someone would just kind of like poke fun at Matt Damon, like you just call him Jason Bourne, you know. And it's not necessarily poking fun, but you know what I mean, like yeah, like so I was watching There Will Be Blood, and I'm watching Daniel Day Lewis and uh, like his like one of his boys, and it's the guy who plays Mance Raider, and I was like, ah, it's Bill the Butcher and Mance Raider, you know, yeah. like. Matt, Matt Damon's Jason Bourne, you know, that's like, that, that's the, that's the, even though that's not the character I love him for, like, it's just kind of, it's the, the easiest one to fall back on because yeah. it's maybe the most culturally relevant. I yeah. think, I mean, it, I think it's what catapulted him. Um, obviously, Goodwill Hunting in 97. Sure. As an actor, Goodwill yeah. Hunting was the one. In, in yeah. The, but like as a, as a superstar, a movie star, yeah, I think it's just, I think it's yeah, it was yeah. definitely the Bourne movies. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I have nothing to back that up. Like I don't, and I don't know what I would need to back that up, but I feel like that's the, that's the answer right there. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. That's well, the thing that not, really made him a star. I think it's not a stuck on you. Yeah. <laughs> which comes in between identity <laughs> and supremacy, which is where he, he ah, don't bring up stuck on you, man. I'm going to bring it up later, bro. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna I'm just kidding. I'm not going to bring that up. I did not watch that one again. Um, okay. So, so Matt Damon, obviously, you know, this is a good way to kind of segue into to talking about him. A big reason why us three wanted to do this movie and do this episode was to talk about Matt Damon. So we've done a few drafts on this on this um, Oscar Sunday show before. It's usually a year or a director. Uh, very rarely have we done an actor. But Matt Damon has so many fucking roles that it, it allows all three of us to really participate, pick some fun roles, pick some wacky ones, pick some good ones. Uh, so we're each going to pick five. That feels fair to you guys, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, 15 movies out of like literally over a hundred and he's still, you know, still not, he's not an old guy. He's, no. been, he's been in so many damn movies. Yeah. He's going to continue to, to be in yeah really good stuff. I think from, from here on out. And if you listen to him talk in interviews, which I've, I've listened to a few times, like he really, I think he like really loves acting. Like he really yes. just loves his job. He's like, no, I just like, I, I get like a real thrill. No out doubt. Of yeah. Different characters and stuff like that. And, and well, he's only, he's only 52. Also, I know. Like, yeah. 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 So he's got a whole another wave another of phase. good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for his like old man face. Yeah, definitely. I think I think he's gonna like, be a unique a unique guy, uh, like of his generation. I'm more interested in him than a lot of guys that are his age to see like what they do. Me too, and and, and I like I, what I like about him. He's he's one of my very favorite actors. I mean, really, you know, one of my handful of very favorite actors. I mean, partly because of these movies, and then like everything else that he's done. And I like that he takes chances and like doesn't feel like he's too big to just like have this like really tiny role in like a Steven Soderbergh movie. You know what Correct. I mean? Like I think that's so yeah. cool. Or be like, hey, fuck it, I'll be in Thor for like five minutes. Yeah, like yeah. I, I like that about him. Me too. But I also like that he still does. What's that one that just came out like a year ago? Um, Stillwater. Stillwater. Like he still does movies like that. Yeah, take of a that caliber. Take a chance. Tell a true story. Yeah. Try to learn something about yourself. Like oh, those things are cool that he's willing to go there. Um, and then yeah, he's he's got twenty five years, twenty you know almost thirty years now of all kinds of shit, and I'm 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 excited to get into it. I definitely have my eye on a few that I really want, but I think we're going to be gunning for the same ones. I think we know? all do, yeah. Um, so oh, yeah, yeah. I, I have ones that I don't know if y'all will pick, but and then I have the ones that like both of y'all will probably want. You know. Yeah. Well, uh, and the fun part is finding out if oh, actually, we do all want the same ones. You know, you, yeah. you just never know with these. So, uh, Adam, you're going to pick first. I didn't know you loved that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my brother. Learned, and then we become closer. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. 
Adam, you'll pick first. Jeremy, yeah. you'll pick second. I'll pick third. Wait, we start. We're starting that right now. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get that. Oh, okay. Rolling. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So so uh, we're doing snake draft for sure. Yep. So like when I pick, I'll pick two in a row. Then we'll go back to Jeremy back down. And just to be clear. Um, picking... Go ahead, Jeremy. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, is someone gonna write this down? Is someone y'all keeping track? I, of I am. Austin has it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And just right be clear, we are picking roles, not movies. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 obviously, like you know, you can't be like, oh, well, I'll, well, I'll take Jason Bourne in this, and then like someone else is like, well, it's Jason Bourne's pick. That's it. Like that's it. Yeah. yeah. So maybe yeah. technically like, taking characters. I mean, really, the only one that would come into play on that would be like, uh, what the hell's his name? And oh, there's two franchises where he plays the same guy twice. Right. You know? Oceans. Yeah. yeah. Well, Oceans then also the Bourne, MCU yeah. where he plays actor yeah. Loki twice. Sure. True, but I I don't know if we're gonna you know any of us are gonna take that, but it's it's not on my list. <laughs> it's the we're, we're so we're the character we're drafting the the role or the character, right? Correct. Pause or stop it. Yeah. All right, Adam, take it away whenever you're ready. Okay, and 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 please state you know the year it came out and all the all that jazz if you can. Yeah, I'll, I'll okay, remember yeah. if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, so yeah, the reason I kind of like, yeah, question that a little bit is because I'm taking Jason Bourne as the number one pick. Okay. Um, so it's not an individual year that it came out, but obviously the three different, uh, well, four different movies. If you had to choose a movie, which one do you think is his best performance or your favorite? I, I, so I think the actual best performance might be in Supremacy because of the kind of range he has to play with the, like, like he's just he's just kind of confused and like, angry at times in identity um but obviously he has like something to lose in supremacy and i think you see a, like a bigger range of kind of like yeah. emotions that he has to play and I, so i would say maybe there's like nothing to lose in supremacy right big time big time uh phys- physical performance too um okay so with the first pick uh i will take jason Bourne. so to give you a specific year i guess i can't really do that um given that it's five or four movies for him yeah. um, that he was in. But I guess if you had to pick a performance that I found the best, I would go with Supremacy because I think he shows the biggest kind of range of emotion in that movie because of having Marie and something to lose in that regard um, is just different than the first movie and yeah. the third, really. So like where the first and the third, he's on more of kind of a man on a mission. First one, he's like kind of confused, obviously figuring out there's obviously tons of amnesia um, involved there. So that's that's all really good. But he does play that in the first one, that that kind of like, you know, bewildered guy really well. So um, I think that, again, this is the most iconic role. He's really good in all three of these. So for all four of them. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, Jason I, Bourne, first pick. I think the reason I would lean uh, identity is because the passport picture is like the Good Will Hunting haircut. Uh, it, it, the little, the little. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that little part. <laughs> and they keep oh, that they keep that photo in the third one for the Gilberto yeah. de Piento, yeah, uh, uh, Brazilian one, yeah, which is hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> he he like. He loses his mind on Julia Stiles in in supremacy. Like that's like the closest day I think we ever get to seeing him just having like a full on mental breakdown. Like, yeah. and I don't I don't know. That's why the first if you watch the if you watch supremacy and ultimatum back to back, like his the first time he sees Nikki Nikki right yeah. yeah. First time he sees Nikki again, it's just kind of like, whoa, Nikki, like you're playing way too nice to this guy. <laughs> like, dude, he goes so crazy. Like, and that's the thing I remembered from like a long time ago was like, oh, like Nikki is kind of like a they're like they're buds in the in the last one. And I was like, whoa, like he's 
Like he's like pushing the gun against her head, you know, and uh, understandably so. I'm not trying to knock Jason or anything, but you know, it's understandable where Jason's coming from. But so real quick, real quick before we go to the number two pick, what did y'all read on the Nikki, the conversation she has in that third one about like, you know, with you and like me, it was different. Like, I, 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 it made me think that like they must have had a relationship at some point. Yeah, and I, I look, I, I really like these movies. They're all like eight out of ten for me. Like, I have a blast. But I have like a problem in the an ultimatum. The like last shot is her like, yeah. When he like, when you like find out that mm-hmm. the reporter's like, and for three days they haven't found his body, you know, and it goes, does yeah, the yeah. does the Moby extreme ways, and they show her like, yeah, I always knew he had you know had it in him. I get that she's like connected to him in the third movie, but I also read into it like, what what is the relationship between those two? Yeah, I it's a little confusing. Like, were they dating before he decided to do this? You know, like, maybe, yeah. maybe, and that's she like, kinda, and she can't say that. Yes, yeah. that's that's my read on it. That like she kind of she kind of like hit you know beats her on the bush about it, and like and that one time she kind of grabs his hand and it's yeah like, yeah it's like oh they may have been like romantically involved like before this Julia just, like, the thing yeah yeah that's something that like bothers me that like i feel like i feel like there's a few different times in ultimatum where the characters will say to jason like oh you don't remember like you really don't remember like it's like it's kind of a crux they lean on a little too much in ultimatum and the fact that the movie opens up with yet another flashback of something we've not been told about at all yet like like it just like as as like a cohesive trilogy and all three of them together uh, like that that's kind of where like i remember i watched them like you watch them like in the years that they were released like those years apart yeah. we watch them like all back to back it's just kind of like well this doesn't make any sense like like yeah. especially especially with nikki it was like it's like why are you okay with like why are you helping this guy like dude he was so crazy before but then if there's also like this hinting at like something else going on that would answer that but yeah but it is it's super vague like i still every i i I watch i actually watched it twice like in the last couple weeks and i'm always like what are they about to talk about when she says that like you really you don't remember like she was always different with you and it's like what are you talking about and we're, we're never really given a clear answer and like i guess that's is that the point yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't know. But I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, Matt Damon's killing it in these movies to not take away from, not to take away from the pick. Never. Yeah. No. No. I'm I think that's a, so, so confused. Sometimes. That's a good first pick. I think uh, he's going to go off the board at some point. So why not? Why yeah. not take it now? Uh, Adam's. Looking, I was. I was not going to take. I was not going to take it. I, I would have if it would have. <laughs> I would have if, if it flipped a couple rounds. I would have if no one else. If no one else did, yeah, it's like you can't you can't not take the character who is the, you know, the episode focus <laughs> of the episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, like certainly he was gonna go in the yeah the top yeah yeah four or five fifteen yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so I I just just I, yeah, while you are talking, I'm looking at the books. I'm trying to remember which one I read. So the only three that Robert Ludlum actually wrote were the first three, Born Identity, Born Supremacy, and Born Ultimatum. They came out in 1980, 1986, and then 1990. Wow. Um, which is a similar split to... 02-04-07. Yeah. Um, but then, I, yeah, I remember this guy, Eric Van Lusbader yeah. was the guy who wrote the the one the, the following ones, and he wrote The Born Legacy, which is obviously the, the, the one, the fourth, you know, book. Um, and he's written a bunch since then, including one that came out this year, The Born Sacrifice. Jeez. Um, but yeah, Eric Van Lusbader, yeah, that's what, what I, I read is I The Deception. I thought there was, like, a long series, like... Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and I guess that's just because someone else carried it on. Yeah, the Born Deception is the one I read. It came out in two thousand nine. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Was it any good? It was good. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is Matt Damon in it? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> or is it the Jeremy Renner guy? Yeah. Uh, or is it a fucking Jeremy Renner? Well, well played, Jeremy. Fuck you have the second guy. pick. Huh? You have the second. Oh, I got pick. the second second pick. I sure yeah. do. All right. All right. Well, yeah. Well, I'll start with something that we can all talk about. Uh, so uh, uh, we go with Colin Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah, call it call it Sublin, uh, 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 Massachusetts Stadies. Uh, yeah, from the departed 2006, he plays uh, Francis Costello's mole in the Massachusetts uh, State Police. Yeah. Great pick, fucking pussies. Yeah, we got fucking firefighters. All right, so I I've told you all that I kind of have like a murky history with this movie you know what i mean right yeah what's well, i know i know i've talked to you about it austin i'm, I'm positive i've i've talked to you about how much i like hated this movie when i saw it again in my like early 20s i watched it as a teenager and i was like this is the greatest movie ever <laughs> and then and then I, I i the first time i watched it was with you adam i like that was like one of the first r-rated movies i ever watched and then uh yeah then i saw it again and i was like ah this movie sucks and then uh but then i watched it again this is the most recent. I watched a ton of Matt Damon movies for this, and this was the most like recent one I finished, um, like a couple of days ago. Well, I watched I watched Ultimatum this morning, but like, um, I liked it a lot more this time, and I and, and I think part of it was how much I focused on Matt Damon. Like, mm. uh, I think this time around, like one of the, one of the actors that really bothers me in this movie is Jack Nicholson. Like. Yeah, yeah. A lot of his scenes make zero fucking sense. It's, and it's once, he's, once he's dead, like it's, it's like, it, it, like it makes more the movie. The movie hits a little bit, a little bit, a little bit better, man. No, like, I, I, David, I go go ahead. Sorry. No, I I think the if you like, like if you if you think of like that movie as like a basketball team, like like the, the it's like it's, I mean, it's a loaded cast, and yeah. and like it, you know as like a basketball coach, I have to like figure out like okay who like who gets shots, like who do I kind of like spread the wealth around to. They yeah they, they too too many shots for for the what is it Frank Costello that's that's the name I mean it's Jack Nicholson yeah so, Jack yeah. Nicholson I get that but it's like if I could if I could take a you know a few shots away from the Frank Costello character and give them to like Dignam the Matt the Mark Wahlberg yeah. character yeah, yeah. Who Mark is, Wahlberg it's like so one, Mark Wahlberg hilarious movie yeah. <laughs> well Mark Mark Wahlberg out of out of all the supporting people he's the one who got the Oscar nomination yeah he he, yeah. he he's the one people remember most. Like heat check performance from that movie. Also, uh, Alec Baldwin. I wish. Oh God, yeah, shine. great. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, that whole bit between them two, type fuck you, mother. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that whole bit is great. But I love, I love, I love Martin Sheen, dude. <laughs> Martin Sheen, like Queen, and is one of my favorite characters. Yeah, in yeah, movie. yeah. Anthony Anderson, Vera uh, uh, <laughs> Anthony, Anthony Anderson. Yeah, but, but well, so, that's one of the things about this movie is there's just like there's just like things that are in this movie that's like why is this a fucking thing? Like in the beginning of the movie, yeah. they, they there's a clip where they're interviewing a, a black man in Boston, and he's like he's like man, like life's just so hard here or whatever. And then Jack Nicholson's like, well, what they don't get is you gotta take it. It's like what are you what? <laughs> like and the, the yeah. movie's not even about that. Like what yeah. the fuck? he's yeah. like. They were talking about the Irish the same way, and now we got the presidency. It's like what, like 
what like I don't know. It's just kind of like mindless dribble. But like the the like final act of this movie, like from from the time that like Queen gets thrown off the roof, yep, to like the last confrontation, yeah, or like I guess the first con- confrontation between Sullivan and Costigan is, yeah, is is like lights out, man. Like in that, and that's the exact way I watched it. The whole movie, I was like, yeah, whatever, whatever this movie. But I was like, I was I was in it for that last that last portion of the movie. Uh, that yeah, ma- also- like zeroing in on Matt Damon though, like how much of like an infantile like man child and like coward he actually is yes like there's the, there's the thing where uh bear farmiga is like you know it's okay that you you know like we're led to believe that he couldn't perform sexually the night before right right and she's like it's okay it happens a lot you know it's normal and he's like fuck you you know like and then later alec baldwin's like you know it's good to have a wife you know people don't think you're a homo or you know they, they know your cock works like and he's like, oh, it's working. It's working overtime. You know? like, <laughs> and it's like, like just like that's always that's always been a funny line to me. It's always yeah. been a funny line, but I've never linked it to the thing that happened earlier in the movie. Right. Like, because it's right. not working overtime, and no, that's why not. he says it. You know, yeah. like, like so I've just never paid enough attention to David. Like, he's never been my favorite part of this movie. Yeah. But like, he's kind of he's killing it, man. Like, his character yeah. is great. Like, he leans way too hard in the Boston accent sometimes, but like. I mean, he's from Cambridge. I don't know, yeah. like, yeah. what if that means anything. But like, like, yeah, focusing on Damon maybe made me like the movie a little bit better. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, he, this is this is one of his roles where he's a complete piece of shit. You know, yeah. it's it's a lot of fun. So I don't. Austin, Austin, I, don't know. I, I do the the overtime quote a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> overtime. Yeah. <laughs> I love that line. Uh, yeah, no, the, yeah, the part is good, you know, it's, I, I think over the years, people have like realized, you know, it, it's, it's the movie that, that won best picture for Scorsese and best director, and it's like, well, it's not his best work, but it is a good movie, it's a lot of fun, Leo and Matt Damon kind of at their apex, like going toe-to-toe, uh, so yeah, and, and Damon's great, you know, uh, Colin Sullivan's arguably, you know, his best performance of his career, so I think, I think that's a great pick. I'm uh, a little bit jealous. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, there's that 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 one of, that's like one of my favorite just scenes of like vulnerability of Damon, like when he's in the elevator and he's like, you know, what I'm talking about at the end, right? Like he's yeah. he's cuffed, like he's he's done, he's caught, and he's like, he's like, you know, fuck you, they'll never believe you, like fuck you, I'm gonna get out of this, like, and then like he stops for a second and he's just panting, and he's like. There's tears, like a, a, a sob coming out of his throat. And he's like, "Just kill me, just kill me now." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, like that, really? that, that, that little piece of Damon, like, is 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 pretty rad, man. Like, right. one to of my favorite from, things out of all these ones I've watched. To to go from school ties to that in like ten years, pretty pretty good, you know. Pretty, oh yeah, pretty, pretty good growth as a performer. Um, all right, I got two in a row here, so I'll I'll knock them out. Oh, back. snake, yeah, snake. All right, yeah. Um, First pick is going to be my favorite movie he's in and my favorite performance of his. And that's Rounders from 2000, uh, mm-hmm. sorry, from 1998. Uh, nice. Mike, Mike McD. Mike, Mike McDermott. Yeah, uh, that's my guy. I love Rounders to death. It was high on my list. I uh, I chose Rounders for a draft that Connor and I did. Um, I can't remember. Or, or top five. I can't remember. But Rounders is like probably my favorite movie from that year outside of Big Lebowski. I know it's like not great and it's got like plot holes, but 
I just have so much fucking fun with that cast and with everything that's going on. Uh, yeah, Famke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike Mike Mc. Uh, Mike Mike McD and and Wormer, you know, it's one of my favorite duos of all time, and you know, it's my favorite poker movie. Damon in that though is doing kind of the the thing he had to do at that time was go toe to toe with go toe to toe with Malkovich, John Turturro, Edward Norton, you know, all these different actors that are that are awesome. Martin Landau, he does these big big you know kind of dramatic scenes with those guys, and and you know he 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 holds his own and. You're forgetting a certain woman who uh, watches the uh, watches the uh, the counter. Oh yeah, the uh, at the at the place where he plays against Malkovich, right? Yeah. What's her name? What? <laughs> What's her name? Since you brought it up, what's your name? Famke Jansen. Yeah. Famke Jansen. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. Also, what's it? His girlfriend kind of. Sucks. She also she also plays Jean Grey in the X Men movies. Just there you a go. little bit of yeah. trivia. Good show. Yeah. Anyway, I love Rounders. If you guys weren't gonna take it, I knew I was gonna take it the whole time. Uh, but my second one will be. Oh, this is tough. Um, I'm gonna go Goodwill Hunting. I just yeah. I mean. Yeah. Okay. Kind of a yeah. boring, easy pick, but I don't know. I mean, I mean, yes, but like. Is it is it not arguably his one of his best? I mean, yeah, he writes not his play. If not his best, like I I watched that I rewatched that thinking like yeah, I mean this is a good movie. I'll enjoy it and like like I cried several times, mostly yeah. because of Robin Williams, uh, for sure. But no, that that's easily easily in the running for his best role. I think. Yeah, I I agree, and and is is the reason he is who he is today. You know, it's when you, when you write a screenplay that good and you perform and you execute it and it is up for best picture and wins screenplay. And, uh, you know, Robin Williams wins the Oscar for supporting actor. Like those things matter, uh, in Hollywood. And I, I don't think he's born without that. I don't think he, he is what he is today, you know? And, uh, I, I like, I like finding those. So y'all go 1997, 1988, uh, rounders and goodwill hunting and back to you, Jeremy. Nice. Well, I do. I do want to real quick. Uh, I know we're not talking about Ben Affleck at all, but I feel like we're doing a no, Matt Damon draft. We need to talk about Ben Affleck a little bit. We need to talk about Matt yeah. Damon's best fucking friend, Ben Affleck. And I want any any movie that Ben Affleck shows up in, I want to talk about him just a little bit. So I just want to say, when Ben Affleck fucking dies and they're playing his reel at the end of his life, like his greatest fucking scene is when he fucking tells will like i like that he's like the best 10 seconds of his day is when he thinks that he thinks that um when he when he when he goes to pick will up right yeah and he's like the best 10 seconds of my day or when i think that you know you're not gonna be there and you just left without saying goodbye or whatever i can't remember everything he says something about like if you're still coming to my house watching Patriots games, like in ten years, like I'll fucking kill you myself, you know, yeah. like like that that like Ben Affleck is like so great in that scene, man. Like yeah, I felt that it's fucking real. Like and Casey Affleck's his brother. Let's just uh, bring him yeah. up real quick too. Uh, but but I don't know. But uh, I don't want to dwell too long on it unless y'all want to appreciate Matt or, or sorry Ben Affleck real quick. 
Are you, are you good on it? Because we can. I've no, I've always done appreciate Ben Affleck. I, I think he's got a much more fascinating career than Matt Damon does because of all the controversy and especially the past decade playing, you know, Batman and being, right. being completely shit on. Uh, Matt Damon's never really had that. Um, Matt Damon's had a couple things he said that were like out of line during interviews and stuff, but he's never right. He's never been like hated. Ben Affleck has been hated, and I like that he's kind of made a comeback. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like. I don't know. Well, like, I mean, he, he's I don't know done how you that watch, like several times. Like, I don't know how you could watch like Goodwill Hunting or, um, I mean, even it goes far back as like Days and Confused, and yep. I'd be like, man, this is like such an interesting screen presence, and like at the very least, be like, what a cool like character this guy you know is able to play. Um, but you know, Jeremy, that scene in Goodwill Hunting, yeah, that gets me every time too. Like, it's just like wow, like yeah, the most real like like they it's like they know those guys. Like, yes. they wrote that. It's like that's so clearly like people they knew and people that you know like. That's just such a yeah, they, so well drawn. They probably practice that bit of dialogue in the kitchen, like two a.m. in the morning, drinking you know fucking PBR and like right, like crying to themselves and, and watching like, Patriots games. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the socks. Yeah, we we did the town not that long ago on on this show, and Connor and I talked a lot about Affleck, of course, and just cool, what a bright crazy career. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that and that and that really like is that really is like because because watching all these. uh Matt David movies like Ben Affleck shows up a few times, you know. Yeah, he's going to show up again in a second. But, uh, All right, well, like, uh, there, there. I, I, I just watched this like slideshow, or not watched. I just like flipped through this slideshow of like um, the the pictures of them together over the years, like attending each other premieres. And I, I don't know, man. Like, uh, got 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 to talk about, got to talk about. Affleck when you talk about Damon I think yeah. and so uh Austin you did what you said 97 98 yeah good will hunting rounders are my first I got time. it I got it I got to hit 99 with Kevin Smith's dogma damn it wow okay uh where uh where, where Matt Damon plays Loki the uh exiled angel of death which and, and probably like his most ridiculous role a hundred percent who has uh he's an he's plays an angel who uh like when he was drunk quit being the angel of death and was banished to Wisconsin for all eternity which is part of the reason why I always thought Wisconsin was probably like the worst place and I live in Minnesota right next to Wisconsin it's not it's not that great it's not the worst place but like I don't I don't particularly, I, mean, I don't know. It's the same as whatever, but I don't know. It's not as bad as like, I just thought like, oh, Wisconsin's got to be the worst place ever because like Kevin Smith decided that these angels were going to get banished to Wisconsin. But enough about that. Uh, Matt Damon, Matt Damon has like that, 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 that thing he has in the nineties, like the thing that he just had perfected was that like shit eating grin, man, that smirk. Like that so smart ass grin, like that is just so, so, so fucking great. Like he's such an asshole, like all the time. But this is another movie where he gets to act a lot with Ben Affleck. Like really, probably the only the only other movie aside from uh, Goodwill Hunting that he gets to that they get to like just be like best bros together. And there are some great scenes in this movie. I mean, Dogma is a, is a is a movie. Basically, like it's like a lampoon of Catholicism. Yeah. Um, these two angels figure out a loophole, and they're gonna like 
destroy the world. I don't know. I don't, the plot is weird and uh, I'm not, I don't want to go too deep into it, but I, I want to spotlight this one scene where, where they decide they're going to go like kill a bunch of ex- executives of like a fast food chain. And uh, Ben Affleck goes on this long rant and before they go do that, you know, Matt Damon, Loki was like, you know, if I had a dick, I'd get laid. And he was like, so we're going to do the next best thing. And Ben Affleck's like, what's that? And he's like, we're going to kill people. <laughs> the lady next to him, like, spits up her coffee. And he's like, not you. <laughs> so there's tons of great scenes like that where, like, they're just at this, like, you know, absolute disregard for life. Uh, it's a super fun Matt Damon role. And I think, I think, barring just, like, what his best performance is, I think it's my favorite. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, that's like it's the it's the sweet spot in his career. It's right after Goodwill Hunting, so he like knows he's the shit. But it's before he just like plunges headlong into this like what becomes kind of a storied career that's still going. Yeah, uh, not he, that long he ago. Fucking rules in this movie. Uh, you you you'll love this, Jeremy. Like maybe maybe two months ago, Connor and I covered uh, First Reformed, the Paul Schrader film from a few years ago. And, right on. We did top five religious-based movies, and he had Dogma in his top five. Connor, did. Dogma's got to be one. God, Dogma's got to be one number one, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he went he went on and on about how awesome Dogma is, and it it, it caused me to go back and rewatch it because I remember you liked it a lot. And God, that is a funny fucking movie, and yeah. it's like one of my favorite yeah. Kevin Smith movies too. So it's like a sweet spot. It's, for multiple it's easily easily my favorite Kevin Smith. Movie. And it's it's not like I mean as far as like its production quality and like its score and its yeah. dialogue and its acting it's not like it's not it's not a piece of art on that level but like what it makes up for in all of that is how fucking creative it is yeah wacky yeah and it, it like it's just it's it's a very fun comedy that's playing with something that's very serious like a thing that's like really traumatic for a lot of people and it's full of like famous people you know. Janine Garofalo's in it, like George Carlin, Chris Rock, Selma Hayek. Yeah. Uh, oh, a lot of more set shows up at the end, you know. Like it's and, and it's also it's got the you know the usual Kevin Smith folks like Jason Lee and uh, uh, Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith playing Silent Bob, of course. Like, yeah. Uh, it's it, it, Kevin Smith movies are not for everybody, but like this this Kevin Smith movie is like wacky and ridiculous enough, like. Uh, I, yeah, Matt, Matt. I haven't seen Matt Damon like do something quite like that. Like, I think it out of all the ones that, at least all the ones I rewatched, like it's it, it's I don't know. It's just fun. It's it's fun. It's like basically if like if like Will and Chucky from Goodwill Hunting were angels, like, and and we're in a fantasy comedy. I don't know, but we're but I'm rambling now, so. <laughs> Adam, I think you're. I think you're next with two. Yeah, two Okay, two in a row. Okay, uh, the first one I'm gonna go with maybe the most like underrated, uh, really funny, just good, like ah. yeah, like movie I've seen in a long time. Um, and I'm gonna go with Mark Whitaker uh, from The Informants, the Steven Soderbergh. Uh, two, I, don't, I, I didn't write the years. I'm sorry. I didn't. Do you know what year? 2009. 2009. I was gonna guess nine or ten. Um, yeah, it just holds up like so funny. Like I really enjoyed it the first time I saw it. And then I watched it again um, a few years later. Then I watched it with my friend Eric, uh, who Austin knows. Um, and yeah, just, just I, I think it's like 
one of the funniest Soderbergh movies, one of his funniest performances shows his range again. Um, totally ridiculous. Just about essentially a guy who acts like he doesn't really know what's going on, but he very much is like playing both sides of this, like uh, what, 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 what kind of company is it? It's like some sort of like, Kind of, I mean, it, they're like an agriculture. They're like, company? They're not, yeah, yeah. They're that, like yeah. dealing with like the science behind like fucking corn syrup or corn syrup shit like that. Yeah. I, I can't. Yeah. Remember. <laughs> I know there's this that opening monologue where he's talking about corn, like yeah. corn syrup, and how it's and everything. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's and, not and, what it is. It's something else. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's just, it's just funny. Yeah, it's just very funny. Again, it shows his range and yeah. uh, one of the most underrated movies of the last. I don't know. 12, 15 years. So yeah, yeah, it's 13 years old now. Oh, look, Crazy. look at that. Like the film poster, man. Like the thumbnail when you're watching that. Like, and it's just that picture of him like looking up with that kind of like wide open mouth. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. yes. Yeah. That brings me so much joy every yeah. time I see it. Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, are you looking, are you looking at it right now? It, you know? Yeah, Krishna Bale? Yeah. Or like Matt Damon. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so that'd be pick number. And, and, and Tim and Soderbergh, like, it's yeah. a cool, cool tandem. So that's, also, that's also the, the score, yeah. the score of that movie, like, fucking rules. Man. Yes, like, yes. Also, uh, shout out to Melanie Linksy. Very good, underrated. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. so uh, starting off round three, right? Uh, this is the number seven overall pick, and I'm torn between two. I'm, like, so torn between two. I think one I might be able to get later, so I'll wait on it. So for my third pick, I'm going to go with Tom Ripley from Talented Mr. Yeah. Ripley. Yep, I knew it. I knew you were probably going to take that. So, okay, yeah, give me Tom Ripley, Talented Mr. Ripley. I had not seen this movie until maybe two years ago. I How's was the peeping, Tom? It was a, yeah, I couldn't wait. Someone had to say that line. Yeah, <laughs> how's the peeping? Yeah, uh, yeah. PSH, man. Yeah. So, yeah, Tom Ripley. I uh, hadn't seen the movie until a couple years ago. Watched it during the pandemic. Loved it. And uh, he is fantastic in it. Total creep, total, like, weirdo. Yeah. But uh, really, really good. Again, shows... A wide range. One of my favorite, like, mini ensembles of those four people: Jude Law, Matt Damon, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, yep. fucking knocking it out of the park. Movie was up for Best Picture. I think that was big for his career. And he has like that movie and Dogma coming up the same year is like is is kind of a big dick move to me. Like, look what I can do. I'm like I I can do anything, and I love that about Damon. I love that he sprinkles that throughout. So good picks. Uh, the informants underrated. And I'd say Mr. Ripley is too. Yeah. All right. So I did not. I did not rewatch that one. Yeah. It's it's, great. it's awesome. Yeah. Back to Jeremy. PSH. I I have to talk about him. He has one line, or him and him and Matt Damon are like walking around, and he's like, "Don't you just want to fuck everything? <laughs> just one time." <laughs> and Matt Damon's like, "No." There's <laughs> a. Well, there's there's something about those like movies that are kind of like about high society, like where they're all like we're very wealthy. That like I don't know. Well, but that's never identity is he's not right. He's trying to break into that. Crowd. He's a liar, right? Yeah, like, yeah, I can't I can't remember much about it. Yeah, I mean, an artist, I, yeah. I remember thinking like this movie's very good, but like I don't like it, and I don't and I don't know why. I don't know. You ever watch something you're like this rules, but like it's not. I don't know. But yeah, I, I, did, I, I, I I started I started watching that a few nights ago, but and when I got home from work and then I fell asleep in like the first five minutes and I was like I can't I am not gonna rewatch it. I was I'm, I'm a little burnt out on Matt Damon too though. Like after, understandable after like sixteen Matt Damon movies. 
Oh, well, yeah. but I've also I've also just been obsessed with talking to everyone I can about it. <laughs> Wait, what are you, Matt, Matt Damon? Matt Damon? I, I gotta get use out of this. <laughs> so you, you've had like ten Matt Damon conversations in the last week, yeah. <laughs> and this is like the third best one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so take one of those movies, man. It's your pick again. Oh, I'm up again. Um. Um. I'm actually not sure of the year on this one. Uh, this is the only first watch I did uh, of, of Matt Damon. It's like an HBO original movie called Behind the Candelabra. Fuck! Yeah, yeah. I and it's uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Scott Scott Thorson. Yeah. Damn. The character that he plays. And like this, like I think I said earlier, like I think this is the most unique role. I'm probably just going to say that about every every fucking one. But like this is the most unique Matt Damon role I've ever seen. And he's walking around in like a studded speedo and like feathered hair with these giant glasses, and he's just like, I don't think I can take this anymore, Lee. You know? <laughs> yeah. Dude, Matt Damon's Matt Damon's like killing it in this movie, man. Like it, I mean, like, I don't know what Liberace was actually like. Um real real quick, I guess I should just preface this with behind, behind the candelabra is a movie about uh, Liberace and uh, one of his uh, several young boyfriends that he had over um, his career. And uh, Matt Damon plays Scott Thorson, one who wrote a memoir about about it, right? Yes. Um, y'all, have y'all both seen this? I, y'all this seen this is the first movie that has been picked that I have not seen. I love this movie. Yeah, yeah. but I know I, I really would like to. I'll put it on my HBO. Yeah, list. I, it, uh, it was on... Um, I was basically using Hulu because I have like Showtime and HBO uh, tied into my Hulu account. So I was just searching Matt Damon and watching everything that came up. Right. And that one kept coming up and I was like, oh, what is, what is this? Like, it, you know, it's like pink and white and shiny. Uh, and then I finally was like, why? Like, I don't know why I'm avoiding this probably because like some problem I have with myself or something, who knows? Well, but then I was like, I watched it. This is a, uh, yeah, this is something I've never seen Matt Damon do before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like this movie a lot. It, it's from 2013. Um, definitely definitely a movie that's kind of under the radar, critically acclaimed. Like, people who like it really, really like it. Uh, I watched this movie with Dad back, you know, back in, I guess, one of those two years, 2013, 2014, somewhere in there. And uh, I fell in love with it because, again, at that age, I was like 18 or 19, and I had it set in my mind that that Matt Damon was either Good Will Hunting or like an action star. So seeing him play play this character in another C- Steven Soderbergh movie alongside Michael Douglas, like going toe-to-toe with him was was really cool. And another another feather in the cap for, for Mr. Matt Damon. So that's a really good pick. I, I thought I'd be able to save that one for like the fifth round. So uh, job well done. I, I like that one a lot. No, yeah, that one, that one like... Uh... I I mean I didn't have that. I had my short list like before I watched all of these, and then after watching that one, I was like, "This has got to at least go on my short list." But the more I thought about it, I was like, "This is one of his coolest roles, I think." Uh, and how how yeah. how like off the rails he gets towards the end, like drug addiction and the plastic surgery. Uh, he's flexing more than I've seen like in. In a while, like I kind of like to divide his his career into like his early roles when he's got that that little swoop, 
thing. And then, and then when he's like, I'm going to come at you so hard, so fast, I'm going to kill all of you, you know, <laughs> like those are the two eras of his career for me. Right. Like that, that's kind of how I divided them before I saw this. And now like, there's a lot more nuance that like, yeah, I didn't really think about, you know, he's doing a lot more acting and all these things. And it's easy to pigeonhole somebody, but the more, like if you watch a bunch of someone's work, like all in a row like this, like, it's easier to see like all these different things that they're doing. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's a, maybe that's a given, but, but, uh, you said you saw this when it came out. Awesome. Yeah. Cause it was just on HBO, you know, like, right. 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 On. Direct to I, movie. I had never even known this existed until yeah, I, I knew it was, out. Uh, I started watching movies for this, which is funny that that's like a big deal because that's just like how movies are released now. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, uh, right. Right. So Spielberg was like way ahead of the curve on that. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, yeah, two I, in a row. I have two in a row. Oh, I, those were going to be like my next picks. Was Talented Mr. Ripley and Behind the Kennel of Bro. Oh. Uh, I'm forced to. Sorry, kind of, sorry, no, brother. Okay, I, I have like 30 other movies, in, you know, queued up. 30? <laughs> uh, not 30, like 12. Um, <laughs> but I could. Well, <laughs> yeah, there's so many. Yeah. If I want to add, we bought a zoo. I could. Yeah. Um, I don't. So, I don't have nearly that many. Uh, I, I I wrote down sixteen movies because I was like, if somebody's well, obviously stolen, we're not gonna get yeah yeah exactly we're not gonna be on that. I wrote fifteen yeah yeah. So, so anyways, I'm gonna take a couple couple more recent flicks. Um, because yeah, I wanted to stick kind of with the with the '90s theme with Mr. Ripley, but that's you know I got an audible here. So first one I'll take is uh, The Martian, uh, 2015. Mark Mark nice. Watney. Yeah. Um, just a, a movie star performance. He literally carries the whole movie. Directed by Ridley Scott. Did did really well. People really liked this movie. It was well received. Got some got some Oscar nominations, and I think it did something for for Damon's career. Kind of rejuvenated the the uh, success that he could bring to the box office. I think it's kind of a crowning achievement in his career. Uh, it's not one of my favorite movies. If I were picking, if I were picking a top five, I like movies that he's in. This probably wouldn't be very close. But I respect what he's doing in the film, how he, how he carries literally every frame. Uh, and, you know, he's, he's a botanist who's just kind of like just rambling the whole movie. So I, I like that for, for, for what it's worth for this kind of a draft. The next one, however, might be a bit controversial. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Carol Shelby from Ford Richerari, mm, 2019. I just watched this maybe two weeks ago for a Best Picture Showdown we did last week. Uh, from that that 92nd Academy Awards. Ford vs. Ferrari was up for Best Picture. Uh, it won like Best Film Editing and a few other things. Uh, directed by James Mangold. Man, this is a fucking thrill ride. And you got Bale and Damon, really cool, really cool duo going at it. You know, I think Bale as Ken Miles is a bit better. But Damon doesn't, doesn't very often do that, that kind of that Southern accent uh, so well. Um, and Ford vs. Ferrari, he's... He's like sticking to that character so strongly that I, I really believe it. You know, with these biopics these days, I, I'm really picky about certain stuff. And for whatever reason, Ford vs. Ferrari, just, I, I have a soft spot for it. I saw it with dad in theaters and it's such a father-son type movie. Matt Damon's a father-son type type actor, you know. He's just one of those guys that you can just get behind as like a masculine dude, you know. So very different from- Like that, yeah. Now. That's the second time we've talked about it's like, it's a- parents movie a father-son yeah. movie like that matt damon is kind of that actor that like and i think i think it like a more broad way to say that is he does have this like wide scale appeal to so many different people yes yeah, yeah so yeah i love i love love carol shelby love that character 
I also have a little bit of recency bias because I just watched it. Uh, there's one scene in particular where he uh, kind of goes against uh, Josh Lucas's character and he he takes uh, Mr. Ford, Tracy Letts, who's awesome in that movie, takes Tracy Letts out in the car that they built for Ford to go race yeah. in, in uh, Le Mans. And he takes Tracy Letts in the car and Damon's like, are you ready? And he's like, you know, my, my, my last name's Ford. I was born ready. And he goes, hit it. And Matt Damon just puts the pedal to the metal and starts driving. The guy starts crying. Like Tracy Letts is just like, oh my God, I wish my dad was here to see this. And then Matt Damon looks at him and he's like, Ken Miles is the guy to drive this fucking car. Like, do you want to win Le Mans? I'm telling you right now. And it's such such an awesome scene, such a like bro movie. And I I, I don't know. I normally don't like these uh, things, but I have a soft spot. I still have not. I haven't seen either. I haven't seen the Martian or for Ford versus Ferrari. Hmm. Yeah, the Martian only works because of him. Exactly. Like, I think there's maybe three people who could pull that off. Yeah. And he's one of them. Who are the other? I mean, just for. The other two, I. I out of curiosity. I I do (laughs) think that McConaughey, like, has that ability to just just talk and be, like, interesting. Uh, He's also done stuff similar, like Interstellar, you know. Uh, And then Keenan Thompson, surely. Keenan Thompson or, or Keenan Thompson? <laughs> yeah, I just joking. Or, or, or Bobby Moynihan? I don't know. <laughs> but but doesn't Bobby Moynihan have like a sketch where he's like on a rocket ship and he's like, I miss my kitty. Like, <laughs> yes, that's why. You just I watch him that. doing that in The Martian. Okay, right. Yeah. No, no, I, no. I think Damon is the guy for that role, and I think who's the I third one? Who's the who's the third one? If I had to go with someone with Damon, and like I don't think Leo could do it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think maybe Brad Pitt, maybe, uh, but he's more built for like something like Ad Astra. Uh, I don't know. It might just be those two that I like really have in mind. Uh, but I'm sure if I really looked at it, I could find somebody else. Well, you hear that that uh that like famous interview bit where Matt Damon uh does the impersonation of Matthew McConaughey. Yes. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's Mr. Soderbergh. Yeah. <laughs> I think this next scene would be a good opportunity for me to take my shirt off. Yeah. yeah. So good. <laughs> you know who could do it? This is, I, I, maybe this is over, I don't know. Like, but I think Jamie Foxx could do it. I actually thought of him. Yeah. Especially 2015. Yeah. 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 I, I actually thought of him as well. Underrated Jamie Foxx. Underrated yeah. actor. You know, underrated. he's just he's like underrated. a celebrity. Underrated. You know, yeah. 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 He, well, he hosts like a singing show. Yeah. Like, Matt Damon's not doing that shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, well we're, yeah. Uh, what the, what's it, well, there's that like sitcom that Jamie Fox did where he's like, it's just like a normal like family sitcom. I have no idea. I don't remember. I remember seeing there's there's like a trailer for it. And it's like, it's like what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like that's that's I like, think every time I see Jamie Fox doing anything, I'm like, but that's because okay. that's the kind of artist that he is. The the celebrity that he is. It's like, yeah. hell yeah, I'll do that. Like. <laughs> Like really? Okay. Yeah. I mean that that's okay. yeah, that is I mean Matt Damon Matt Damon has like a piece of that cuz like yes. you know we were talking about the Loki thing and yeah. then uh he he's in Deadpool 2 where he just played like him and Alan Tudyk. Yeah. Or like play those like redneck guys sitting on the bed of that truck and they're like I don't remember what they're talking about. They're talking about some weird thing, but they're in like tons of makeup, like unrecognizable. So I mean, he'll he'll do that for like these superhero movies, these like goofy bit roles. But I don't, you know, yeah, Matt Damon's not going to host like karaoke now or whatever the hell. <laughs> exactly. Any yeah. Jane Lynch or Jamie Foxx or Mario Lopez, whatever the hell <laughs> people are doing. 
Oh, I would hope not. I hope he doesn't ever come to that. I but... mean, I'd be fine with it. <laughs> I'd watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, more like, likely to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would. I would be more into like Colin Colin Sullivan, Sergeant Colin Sullivan with the ladies <laughs> hosting. Uh, hosting. Uh, you know, the Price is Right. Like yeah, he'd like subtly like 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 kind of challenge people, you yeah. know, like yeah, just... Price is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you think you're better than me? Yeah. <laughs> this is a thing someone should have tapped into by now. Like they just play their famous characters and host game shows. Mm, that's a good. Idea. I'd watch it. That's. A I podcast. mean, it's. I mean, it's not good for them. It's not good for the celebrities. It's probably a bad move for them. But but all right, is it my turn again? It is. Or, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. Or, okay. Um, I have to consult the list. You know what? Um, I've had I've had one a recent one. That I, I definitely definitely wanted to do, so I'm just gonna do that. Uh, Jean de Carouge. Yeah, mm. I knew it from from the last duel. Really, Scott. Uh, really Scott. That was uh, 2021, last year. Yeah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, another role where uh, Damon is playing a piece of shit. Uh, I really I, I I love I love Damon playing a piece of shit. Uh, he's really good at it, and he's really good at not being like. It's not like he's. I mean, in this movie, he's kind of playing like three versions of the same character, right? Yeah. And that's that's a I think a a tough exercise for any actor. And like, I really don't think this is him just like doing his best acting of all time. But like, it's cool to just see him with like all the scars on his face and the the kind of like medieval mullet hairstyle and like doing this like brutal like. Ridley Scott, like, combat scenes. But also, like, much like he is in in The Departed, like, he's just kind of this infantile, like, man-child, like, so immature. Like, he's such a, he's such a fucking piece of shit deep down, like, and we, like, the reveal of that, as we get to slowly see him act more and more like a fucking asshole throughout the movie. Uh, I mean, have you, you know, um, I know I talked to you about it, Austin, and I feel like I've talked to you about it too, Adam. Y'all both seen this, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I mean, how we, you know, first he kind of he like portrays himself and his his retelling of the story as like this gallant knight who's like a good husband and like he's just not getting his hand, you know, he's not getting his good piece in life. Then he's kind of like a little more of a piece of shit. He's kind of a he's just kind of a dick that no one likes. And then at the end, he's like a bad husband. He's abusive, you know. And we're just going to see that subtle change, like, throughout the movie. Uh, I don't know if it's like, oh, it's one of his best, but it's fun. It's really fun yeah. to watch him play that character. Yeah, I love that movie. I, 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 I understand, like, why it didn't do better. It's like 20 years ago, Gladiator, which I like Gladiator a little bit more than Last Duel, but it's not like a, a better movie uh, it, like in a box. I, I just like what changed where like this Ridley Scott epic that probably looks cleaner and looks better than Gladiator. Gladiator's got some got some holes in it. The last duel looks so fucking cool. Has a really cool Adam Driver performance. I, I Ben Affleck was nominated for like a Razzie, but I think he's fucking awesome in the last duel. No, Ben this is one of one of uh this is one of Ben Affleck's like like I'd say for Ben Affleck it's like one of his top five. Yeah, top three maybe. Like I love Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck's one of my favorite things in this movie. 
I think if, if we're going to talk about why people would maybe not like it more, I mean, I think definitely people's tastes, like on a wide swath and a general audience, has changed. Uh-huh. This movie's also saying a lot more than Gladiator. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. talking. It's talking about like rape culture in our time period. You know, the there, there's the scene where Adam Driver is trying to kind of like convince Ben Affleck's character, like, oh, well, a lady protests. You know, that's what she does. Like, she wanted it. You know, like, and it's like the same talking points that yeah. rapists yeah. use now. So. Definitely saying a lot more than Gladiator. Like, I mean, and I like. Not, I'm not trying to say Gladiator's not saying anything, but this movie's pointing a finger. Yeah, a lot more, and especially like it's a Hollywood movie dealing with all the things that Hollywood, the Me Too movement, like has been dealing with specifically. So, I mean that 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 may have something to do with it too. Yeah, but okay. I think it's just the taste of general audiences has changed. Like that they don't want to watch this massive violent epic as much as they used to. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. Sucks. Cause it's a great, it's a great yeah. movie. No, I really enjoyed it. So yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. The, I, you know, I saw it in theaters. I, no one else I knew saw it in theaters. Like I think uh, you did, right? I did. I saw it in theaters. Yeah. Yo, you did. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I know you, so yeah. <laughs> well, was we not, met. not yeah. true. What I, what I said. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, what I said earlier was not true. Okay, I'm incredibly torn. On these last two picks, and that's I know, it. Yeah. I know. I, there's one that I think I want to make. There's another one that I think Austin, you'll take. You just have one left. Yeah. Right. Oh man, but I'm not sure. And I just, I really, I don't know. The, because of right now, I don't know about the snake format. I don't like that you have to do two and you're done. Like that seems well, but yeah, it's got to end at some point. Yeah, yeah. This is, I mean, yeah, I, yeah sure. But I almost want to go one more round so I make sure we get all these guys on here. So there's one that I cross off right away. That's, that, that's the beauty of, of, yeah. of cutting it at five is yeah. there's exclusivity to it. Yes, no, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. Okay, uh, I do for sure want to take this guy because I, I I'm not sure either one of you guys will take him. Um, Jeremy, you talked about the kind of the, the like shit heel, you know, version of Matt Damon. So the I this is maybe the movie of his other than the Bourne movies because I rewatched them the last week. The most recent movie of his that I've seen, even though it's like one of his oldest roles, and so I'm gonna go with Charlie Dillon in School Ties. Yes, damn, uh, yeah. That's okay, what I was gonna do. That's okay, what I was gonna okay. Do well, I actually kind of disappointed because I, yeah, I wanted that to get picked. I just want to make sure this got picked um, because yeah, I had never yeah. seen this before. I watched it maybe two months ago, two three months ago, um, and thought it was so good. And, and and Matt Damon, like, man, I mean, he's he just such an asshole. I mean, at times is like this very like kind, like good friend, you know, in the movie. Uh, and I, I guess people don't know it's Brendan Fraser uh, yeah. is this kid from like a kind of poor town that's like uh, in, up in the northeast. Oh, the uh, cast set it's... in the fifties, and it, he gets accepted into this like prestigious like prep school, essentially um, boarding school, and because he's a good football player. But yeah. then it, they find out after he's been there for a while that he's a Jew, which like doesn't go over well at the school. Which like it's still like a little bit. It's like I mean, obviously that was happening. That was like a true story, but um, it's just kind of like like why do y'all care you know it's like what like who cares? it's just like when you watch it like through today's prism it's like it, it's like it's so easy to just be like what, what does it matter like what yeah what is jewelry like, what are the stakes here yeah, yeah. yeah it's like but that's just that that world that like waspy world of like the northeast kind of prep school like um where like presidents went to like that school and you know like it's it's that type of of kind of place and like this is where these people who like have high up power in america like this is where they're made you know um and so they don't like others being let in so there's so many kind of interesting parts of the movie um and i really liked it and and the charlie dylan character is like kind of like the star of the football team but brendan fraser comes in and kind of takes over that but they become friends until they find out you know 
um, that he's Jewish and, and, and just like just the way he says like you're a Jew you know like yeah, it's like so <laughs> yeah it's so like this kind of perfect Matt Damon like like only he could pull that off that way like yeah the, the shit eating grin at different times but then also the like the kind of anger and then the kind of say that that smirk yeah yes yeah, the smirk man it's so good so yeah and I really want to make sure this one got picked so I'll go do you, do you remember what Ben Affleck's name in the movie is I don't know Chesty Smith Chesty Chesty. Yeah, and Anthony Rapp is in it. Chris O'Donnell, like it's yeah, it's an awesome. Uh, quick, quick thing: we were talking about Goodwill Hunting earlier. Uh, so Casey Affleck's not in this movie, but Cole Hauser is in. Cole Hauser is yes, is. yes, he is. And Cole Hauser is one of the one of the guys in the friend group in Goodwill Hunting. In in school ties, he's he's sixteen in this movie. Like, and I don't. Like, you gotta watch it again. He's like huge. Like he's, yeah. he's, I know. Like a lot of them are like in their twenties. He's well, so great like Yeah, he's all awesome. of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, then, like uh, you got, you also got uh, Chris O'Donnell is in this movie. Yep. yep. And then like, that, I don't know this guy's name, but he's like he's like one of the nerds and Days and Confused. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Anthony Rapp. Yeah, the guy. The, Oh, that oh, oh, he just said his name earlier. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I didn't know his name. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's like one of the most racist ones. That's all right. Yeah, he. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. Charlie Dillon. Charlie Dillon is such a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, good pick. Yeah, not not only like he's not just like racist like some of them. He's also just like a fucking piece of shit. He's like, yes. well, maybe I could convince them all that. Yes. <laughs> like, but David is the cheater. Like, yeah. What? What an asshole. Well, that that so, that that grin that that '90s Matt Matt Damon grin, man. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Yeah, so so I have my last pick down to three. I I think you might take one of them, so I'm I'm hopeful that it'll get taken. So um, the other one that I have is like maybe just a little bit too small of a role, but it was in a very important movie. So uh, we'll see if one of you guys take it. So my last pick, I will go with uh, Linus Caldwell from nice. the Ocean's Eleven movies. Um, All right. Yeah. Yeah, the Oceans movie. He's in obviously Oceans 11, 12, and 13. Uh, yeah, just like such fun movies, such such cool characters. They're all having like the time of their lives, like making yep. those movies, and he fits right in. He's able to play that kind of like third in command, like kind of like somewhat of like an idiot, but also like clearly, you know, not like you know, the dumbest guy in the world because like he's able to help pull this stuff off, but like um he kind of just like does whatever is necessary. He's, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's the so, capable idiot savant. Yes, yes, and I think that's really cool. And again, those movies are just like so fun to watch, and the chemistry between um, the three main people, especially, are just is just so good. So he fits right into that. So yeah. Linus yeah. Caldwell, my last pick. Linus Caldwell. Yeah, I think I think that's good. I think that had to be picked. Uh, yeah, this is obviously Soderbergh. This is this their the beginning of their working relationship. I think it might be. Might be. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a big deal. I mean, yep. yeah. What what is that like? Is that two thousands at that? Two thousand one. Two thousand one. Ocean's Eleven. Two thousand one. Yeah. Yep. Oh damn! That's before the Bourne movies. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Before, yeah. Before, I, yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't have guessed time, that. If, you know. Linus Caldwell walked. Yes. Yeah. Before Bourne. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think. I think. I think the best. The well, best. Well. All right. All right. The, the best attribute of of him as, in the Ocean movies is. He's playing the third fiddle to to Clooney, Pitt, yeah. and even even Julia Roberts in that first one. Like, yeah, yeah. Like those are at that point, those three were like three of the biggest names in the world, and Damon's still like fighting for his you know fighting yeah. for his spot. It it I don't know, it shows like a a willingness to like be a team player, but yes. also but also yeah, I mean he 
to me in those movies, like him and Don Cheadle at times, like fucking steal the show. Yes. And are so funny. So yeah, good pick. All right, thank you. All right, Jeremy. Last pick. Um all right, yeah, I, I really only had one more written down. Uh and I feel like it's kind of anticlimactic, but whatever. Uh before Jason Bourne could run. And Linus Caldwell could walk. Rudy Baylor had a claw. <laughs> no, Rudy Baylor, Rainmaker. John Grisham's the Rainmaker. Good pick. Yeah, okay. I remember Rainmaker having like a really rad score, but it actually doesn't have that rad of a score because it's like cut up between like traditional shitty movie score, like dun, 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 dun. you know what I'm talking about? And yeah. then like yeah. like Hammond organ, like you know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Yep. Uh Rainmaker is a cool movie though. Uh I haven't seen Rainmaker in a long time. I, I, it, I yeah, I that, that's I think that's actually the first one that I, I I think I watched all the board movies and then me and Alex watched uh Rainmaker. Uh he's really not doing anything crazy in this movie. He's just playing like the, the good lawyer who's fighting the good fight. You know what I mean? That's kind of it. It's a it's a really cool double feature with uh the firm with Tom Cruise. Like two two pretty different like lawyer type movies. I, I watched yeah, those. Well, I've never, I watched never those done that one before. day at one point, and just the trajectory of their careers and like who they are as people. It's like mm-hmm. vastly yeah. different, you know. Uh, but no, the Rainmaker. Do you know who that's directed by? Uh, no, I don't actually. Francis Ford Coppola. Isn't that crazy? Oh yeah, I do remember seeing that when I was watching it. Yeah, being like, oh. <laughs> That guy, the Godfather. That, guy. Yeah. That's yeah, that's something. That's a that's a big name. No, yeah. they're they're like, but I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Like, as far as Damon roles, like he's not really doing anything crazy in this movie. Like, in fact, it's like one of his tamest roles. Yeah. Uh, it. Uh, I think. I think. I think what's special about this movie is that Matt Damon and like Danny DeVito are yeah on screen together a lot, and like. If, so, if you'd never heard of Rainmaker and someone told you, hey, there's a movie where Matt Damon and Danny DeVito are co-workers and they're working on a big class action lawsuit together, it'll be like, no, that's fucking horse shit. But it's real. Yeah, that, that's the last one I had written down, man. I really don't have anything else. And uh, Well, then let's see what Austin picks for the last pick. But, Ru- but Rudy Baylor, what a name, am I right? <laughs> Rudy Baylor. Ru- Rudy Baylor, yeah. <laughs> all right yeah uh, take us home awesome uh this also feels this feels like like it just had to be done um one is more one of his more famous roles famous movies like just just a honestly like a borderline masterpiece uh it's not it's not one of my favorite movies but it's like you can't really deny its excellence and that's uh matt damon's performance as as private ryan and saving private ryan yep uh, oh damn yeah 1998. I, that's the one I hinted at, Jeremy. Yeah. I, that, like, I kind of escaped, escaped my mind a little bit, man. Yeah. yeah I, I'm not like crazy about the movie, but man, it's good. You know what I mean? It's just one of those like, damn, like what a spectacle. It is, yeah. It, yeah, it's a spectacle. Spectacle is a great word for sure. Yeah, and it's, you know, um, it's a movie that famously lost to Shakespeare in Love for Best Picture, and that's like one of the all-time what the fuck were we thinking type type uh, Best Picture losses. And, yeah. yeah, that's hilarious. I mean, as time has gone on, it's, it's become one of the more critically acclaimed war movies and Matt Damon is quite frankly a, a massive massive part of it and it's again uh that era is my favorite era of Matt Damon that 97 98 
trying to figure out who he is, uh, has already got this like star power quality to him, but could also come off the bench, you know, and, and you know, score 15 to 20 points. Like he has, he can do both things. And I, that's like my favorite thing about him. So this is oh, a lot yeah, of fun. I, it's a lot of fun. I missed, uh, I missed what year that came out. What year did that come out? 1998. 98. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I got, I got a couple 98s on my, uh, my roster here. Uh, so what do we leave out? That's like jumps out to you. I, I have a couple honorable mentions. So they're, they're, they're not like movies. I, well, one of them I actually like quite a bit, but, um, but just a couple of roles that again, again, kind of show his range. So Francois is role, Francois Pinar, uh, in Invictus. Yeah. As a, yeah. The South African rugby player who is the captain. Sure. Of the yeah. No, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It would, it would have been the only sports movie for a guy who's actually a huge sports fan. Well, I guess Ford versus Ferrari, you could count as a, as a bit of a sports movie. Um, yeah, but like in Invictus, he's a fucking beast. Like he's the athlete. Yeah, and he, yeah. he was he was nominated for best actor. Yeah, yeah, and he does a better job at the South African accents than than I think a lot of people do. And then also uh, Mitch Imhoff, his character from Contagion, uh, was another one that I had as an honorable mention. I think that movie's really good. It really holds up. Obviously, I watched it. Yeah, the pandemic hit, so that was another one that I thought about. Uh, so there, there are those great. movies that he's in yeah. where he's kind of he's kind of just like playing like. He's playing the role, but it's like the movie's not him. Like Contagion's not about that character. It's not a character-driven story, right? Mm-hmm. It's more about what's going on in the world. And I feel like he has a few like that. Like I watched Elysium, and like the movie's definitely not. The other two that I watched that I didn't really like, and I would never consider for this, like Elysium and Green Zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Green Zone. Like, like I mean, he's he's. I mean, yeah, he, he's great in both of them, but it's it's really just not. It's not like, oh man, Matt Damon's so good in this. It's like, here's a movie, and Matt Damon is like the person we cling to in it. I don't, I, I don't know. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think yeah, Green Zone's a good example of that. Yeah, that's yeah, that makes the, sense. The one I, do, I don't really like either of those movies either. I will just they're say fun. That yeah, quick. he he has a lot of fine movies, but there's one that I think he puts in a like really random, really surprising role that like when i saw in theaters i was like what the fuck was it interstellar yeah 2014 is it, is it, what's his name? or man, man yeah yeah his name is man like yeah. i was like he's in this. I don't, I don't, you know and, I don't remember and he has, that. he's an evil motherfucker in that movie yeah uh, almost ruins everything you know um certainly tries Did, to uh, on my show, on my list as well yeah that one true grit i think he's good yep. in true grit um, oh god i, no, I can't stand it i can't stand no. him in true grit man I, I, I like true grit i think it's a cool cool remake uh i, I think, think it's good despite him like i i that's that's one movie where like i can't stand him in. and it's like oh. i'm not supposed to like him in it you're not supposed to like him he's a piece of shit right like yeah like little beef is not a good person but like he's not it's kind of like when you watch sopranos and you're like i'm not supposed to like tony's sister but like i also just don't like when she's on the screen and i don't like not liking her yeah, the execution. Yeah, it's like not. Yeah, I, Le, Le Beef is definitely that way. Like uh, that uh, um, Matt Damon's character in uh, in True Grit. Yeah. I try. I, I I watched that one. I rewatched that one. Like can't fucking stand him. And like, yeah, every second he's on the screen, I'm like, get out of here. Let me hear more like Jeff Bridges. Like oh, I do not remember. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I may have to attempt that. Yeah, no, I understand. I, I understand. I almost that's, that's chose one of the only ones I don't like him in. I don't know. I I almost chose Stuck on You in 2003 just because he met his wife on set of uh, that movie. They're still married and have like four kids together. It's a fun little match. Oh God! But that movie is a joke. 
That is an adorable factoid. <laughs> and and it stuck on needed you. needed to be said. Yeah, I mean, he even, even, even Mendes said anything. <laughs> <laughs> still, yeah, but, still, uh, I think uh, Matt Damon. Every time he he went to an Argentina, uh, I think I think Boca Juniors club game. Oh, nice! And was like, holy shit! Like that's awesome. So now he wants to go back. Well, I was he was doing some interview on one of the late. That's cool. Was, was he there shooting something? No, I think he was just there, like visiting his wife's family. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, every time I think about, like I just said, you know, even Mendez and stuck on you. Every time I think of something like that, I, I, I think of is it in, uh, is it in Funny People that they're all like sitting around, like, oh no, 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 it's a uh, knocked up where they're like talking about like, oh yeah, Eric Bana in Munich. Oh my God, Eric Bana in Munich. Yes. <laughs> like, just, yeah. Yeah. I'm freaking out about how good he is. <laughs> yeah, it's... and they're all like high out of their mind. Yeah, knocked up's underrated. I just think about the, the even Mendez always makes me think about the um the other guys where yes. like Sheila. Will Ferrell like totally doesn't appreciate his wife's yeah. beauty and she's a five Wahlberg's like he's like that's your wife like he's <laughs> like yeah that's the old, that's the old ball and chain <laughs> the other guys what a what a that movie's twelve fucking years old like, yeah how bizarre saw that in theaters too yeah saw yeah Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, all right. Well, I'm, I'm going to run down our rosters real quick. Yeah. Um, and then we can. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. All right. So for Adam's team, we have Jason Bourne from the Bourne Supremacy, uh, Mark Whitaker from The Informant, Tom Ripley from The Talented Mr. Ripley, Charlie Dillon from School Ties, and Linus Caldwell from Ocean's Eleven. Very happy with that five. That's a good five. Uh, dude, Adam, Adam's team is like ready to pull a heist, man. <laughs> 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 yeah, for real. Yeah, I didn't even think they're that. totally ready to like deceive someone. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jer- Jeremy, yours is quite quite rangy, which I like. Uh, you got Colin Sullivan from The Departed, Loki from Dogma, Scott Thorson from Behind the Cantilever, uh, Jean de Carouge from Carouge from The Last Duel, and Rudy Baylor from The Rainmaker. Yeah, wow, those are quite different. Yeah. Versatility. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I really didn't surprise myself at all. Uh, I got Mike McDermott, Mike McD from Rounders, uh, Will Hunting from Goodwill Hunting, uh, Mark Watney from The Martian, Carol Shelby from Ford vs. Ferrari, and Private Ryan from Saving Private Ryan. So good job, fellas. Yeah, uh, it's good stuff. I think it's 15 movies I, I, I would put on on most days. Yep. Me too. So, Matt, Matt, Matty D, um, Jason Bourne was the first pick. Feels right. Uh, and I, I think we can go ahead and start talking more about Ultimatum and really dive into uh, Jeremy. You rewatched this movie twice, uh, Adam. You just finished it like right before you started recording. I did. I watched it a few days ago, and I've been mulling it over. You know, picking awards for it and talking about my favorite bits. So uh, we have the Quentin Tarantino Award for the best quote or your favorite quote, whatever. Uh, the Ennio Morricone Award for the best music moment. The Philip Seymour Hoffman for the best performance of the movie, which is. Kind of obvious with this one, but that's okay. And the Roger Deakins Award for the best scene. So, Jeremy, we'll let you start first with the Tarantino. Oh, God. Okay. That's the quote? Yeah. I know you just said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <It's> um, like... <laughs> um, I, like I, I did kind of disparage the movie a little bit earlier. Like, I, there's, there's not a lot I can cling to, but there is this one line it's kind of it's just it's a disjointed like collection of quotes and uh i hope that's okay i'm gonna go ahead with it anyways but it's like um uh pam landy is walking into the restaurant and 
uh, Noah Vosen, I think is David Strathairn's yep. character. Yep. Um, he's sitting at the thing and he says, like, I'll have the heart healthy omelet with goat cheese and peppers. <laughs> like just that collection of 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 like words. It just like like David Strait there, like, oh my God. Like it just sounds so great. But I also want to combine it with Pam Landy's later like later on as she's leaving, she gets up and says, like, enjoy your egg whites, just yeah. to like yeah. give him an extra little fuck you. So I yeah. guess I specifically want to say Pam Landy saying enjoy your egg whites. Like that's good. I like that one. Uh, yeah. But I wanna yeah, I do I you gotta you gotta hear the, the beginning thing to go into it. Uh yeah. there's not a ton of lines I really cling to in this movie, but that I love I love the way that straight there and says peppers. Yeah. <laughs> peppers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, that's that's my that's my that's my Quentin uh, award. Okay. Uh I'll, yeah, I'll go I'll go second and add and go last. Um yeah, I, I don't think it's like the best screenplay, you know. The, these movies aren't really relying on screenplay necessarily. It's more about uh, you know the overall story of Born and kind of the execution of the action, the directing, and I'd say underrated cinematography in my opinion. Not great shots, but can't be easy to make these movies. You know, you gotta oh, respect yeah. that about action movies. But uh, my favorite bit of dialogue is between Matt Damon and Albert Finney towards the end of the movie. Uh, Jason Bourne says, "I remember, I remember everything. I'm no longer Jason Bourne." And Dr. Albert Hirsch, uh, played wonderfully by Albert Albert Finney, says. So now you're going to kill me? And Jason Bourne says, no, you don't deserve the star they give you on the wall at Langley. So, and I always picture that in uh, Colin Sullivan's voice. You know, it would be that much better if it was said <laughs> yeah. in a Boston accent. <laughs> well, that's something, that's something Billy Costigan would have the right to say. Yes. Yeah. That's to true. Colin yeah. Sullivan, maybe. <laughs> yeah, to Colin Sullivan, yes. 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 You that shit at Langley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't know the name of that actor, but I heard y'all say the name Albert Finney over and over, and I was like, I bet you that's that guy at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, no, yeah that 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 scene is that scene's fucking cool. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so I'm gonna stick with uh, David Strathairn uh, uh, quote because he's got so many good ones in the movie. But the classic, just like you know, again, like it's like very typical. But when they first realize, um, I guess it's I guess it's in Waterloo. They get that 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 shot of him in the Waterloo station. Where they get that that CCTV shot Simon. of him, yeah, Simon Ross, but, but wonderfully by Patty Considine, yeah, uh, who Shout is out. doing some really good work in House of the Dragon right now on the on HBO. Um, yeah, and and he, I mean, oh damn, he's the king. Yes, yes. Oh, I did not realize that. Oh my god, yeah, thank you. So yeah, so I yeah, that Simon Ross, all that that whole stuff is really good. The, all three of these movies open really strongly. I think like that that's one of the things that is really good about all three of them. Uh, but yeah, that 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 Waterloo scene is is fantastic, and you get that first shot of him on the CCTV cameras where he kind of like you know takes a glance up and Jason or David straight there and says, "Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne." And it's just like that's such a cool like there's like a little pause right before it. it's it's so good, so well delivered. I say that, hell, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, man, yeah. yeah. So really good. You and, say what all the time? Anytime, like some like someone like even if I'm at work and someone just walks by, I'll be like, "Jeff, it's fucking Jason Bourne." <laughs> and he's like, "What?" <laughs> It's just a fun thing to say. Someone stole a piece of bread. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's Jason and it's fun to change. It's fun to change the words at the beginning. Like, holy fuck, it's yeah. Jason Bourne. Yeah. Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. You know, good yeah. golly gosh, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> so yeah, that that would be mine. 
yeah that's a classic i mean it yeah it's, it's it's one that's kind of a staple of the of the franchise for sure so jeremy we're on you for the ennio morricone award best music moment um i'm not a huge fan of the music in general in this movie or the score uh but i will say with the two green grass additions um supremacy and ultimatum that that uh that synth string thing that kicks into that song at the end. Yeah. The, yeah. You know, he Stream says like by Moby. Yeah. Go go to bed. You look tired, Pamela Andy, or whatever. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, like yeah. Yeah. That like it, I mean, it's, yeah. That's way, all, isn't it? That's I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, that's like that's no, gotta I, be I, it, right? it doesn't it doesn't uh, identity doesn't do it. Um yeah. it's yeah, it does. two yeah, green grass ones. I don't think so. I don't yeah, uh, I don't remember uh don't remember uh, that was that was like one thing I was like, is it on all of them? Yeah, no, it's on all three. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Okay. Back again. All right. Well, I also missed Chris Cooper getting 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 <laughs> yeah. iced in the first one, so I'll take y'all's word. The last fifteen minutes um, later, a little hazy. Yeah, I gotta. Yeah. That, Step out for smoke or what? <laughs> cool. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I was really into that one. I don't know how I missed that. I must have been like, what's going on with my phone? I don't know. Or did but, you get lost in the other fourteen Matt Damon movies you watched? Yeah. <laughs> Those are the first ones, and they're like the ones I was like least interested in. I don't know, and so that's there's your answer right there. But uh, yeah. I mean that's that's all of our answers. Isn't it? Yeah, that, yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, I, yeah. I, I mean, I what else do you cling to? Just like when yeah. he's running down the roof, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so that, I, I not can... like there's cool sounds going on. It's not yeah. like it's a bad. It's not a bad score, right? Like I'm not trying to say any of these movies have bad scores, but like. If it's a score you don't really ever notice, that's oh, not a bad it. score. Yeah, I don't know. I notice it. That's I, one of my favorite things. I barely notice it. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about the movie is the score. Like I, when I'll, I'll I'll just like be walking down the hall yep, at like the yep. school I coach, and I'll be like I'll be doing the Vorn score. Like I like I'll just oh I didn't yeah I didn't I've never heard anyone talk about when I they like the score, but for me yeah it's this it's this little synth strings at the end like it's a great little signature. You know, he's like, yeah. I I got shot and I'm in the water, but I'm still alive. You know, or yeah. Pam Landy, go to sleep. And it's and you know, right. Jason Bourne, he keeps he he's doing it. He's, yeah, he's Jason Bourne. Yeah, he's like, keep, yeah, he keeps away. going. Yeah. He's <laughs> he's Jason Bourne. <laughs> you know, yeah. That what else can it be? Yeah, no, it's no, it's yeah, a great yeah, song. I like Moby. Neil Morricone yeah. Award. Well, there's also other than the score, there's like no like music, like yeah, no, it's 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 Moby and yeah. John Powell. Yeah, it's like that's and, it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, Jeremy. I, I think the score is underrated. Like when I used to live in Romania and I would like walk around by myself around the city, I would I would like not only play it in my head, but like I would literally get on Spotify and play the, yeah. the John Powell score. You know, and <laughs> I think my favorite. Not only would I play it in my head. What I would actually play it in my head on my headphones. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm not trying to say it's a bad piece of art or anything. It's just like, I don't know. Like, it's just kind of there for me. I don't know. There's yeah. no like. There's not really any memorable themes or like. It's just it like, but I, I I will say that like when there's a score that I don't really notice, I don't really notice the the born like scores i'm never like oh wow that score piece is really cool when you notice it and it's bad like that's a bad score but if you don't notice it that doesn't mean it's a bad score it's just like it's blending it's blending in so well with the art that it's accompanying right you know because like 
a score a score is a piece of art that accompanies like another piece of art, right? Correct. So I, yeah, it's definitely not a it's not a bad score, and I'm not it trying works. to say that it's just not memorable for me. Yeah. Other than you know, which is my pick for the award is the yeah. it's a synth string. Yeah, is that is that is that yeah. everyone's pick? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's just not do like we, we've talked enough about it, right? We yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Well, I think I think we might all have the same here. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman Award for the best performance of the movie. For me, it's for me, it's Matt Damon. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was I wasn't going with Matt Damon. Okay. Well, go ahead. I, I had well I had well since since y'all are both going with Matt Damon I mean I had three names written down do we want to talk about all three names sure, sure. yeah okay straight there yeah 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 I mean you know just that sneer in his voice that nasally sneer peppers you know <laughs> it ends with uh, one yeah I actually I actually wrote down uh um how did you say his name Patty Considine Considine yeah Constantine. Constantine. I wrote him down because, like, I oh, thought that sequence is, yeah, he 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 adds a lot to the movie. Yeah. The other person I wrote down was because uh, I was like, you know what, Julie Styles needs some love. I love Julie nobody Stiles else. Movies. Nobody else hits Julie Styles. Yeah. Then I was going to hit Julie Styles. Uh, no, I think she's actually the... really effective in all three of these. The, the, the scene, oh yeah, no doubt. The scene where she is in the safe house in Madrid in the third one, and she's kind of like faking, like like she does such a good job on that phone call where it's like. No, like I'm fine, you know, like, but like trying to play that, like, yeah, she's like playing both sides so well. Like, I, I think that's like a really well, done yeah, hell, yeah, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I don't think she ever do anything crazy. I think the best little, like, little bit of acting she does is when she's like terrified of Jason and, and supremacy, yeah, yeah, in that uh, yeah. And I did, I did, I read that, like, as far as the source material goes, that like a lot of the plot elements are similar, but um, they completely change. Uh, they completely changed the narrative. Well, right. So, yeah. like, some of the like Treadstone is in the novels, and like yeah. Jason Bourne's in the novels, and like you know Pam Landy's in the novels. But like, they change like how everything works. So, I I feel like with Ultimatum, it being like like there's a little bit of retconning going on with Ultimatum, where we're shown some things that we never saw before. Uh, I don't know. I feel like. Um, Nikki, like Julie Styles' character, is kind of part of that retconning. That they're like, "Hey, some other stuff happened with Nikki and and Jason, and what it is like, we don't really know. Does anyone really know? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that's in the book. I don't. I, don't, I can't like Blackbriar. Yeah, say, but, Black but also, I think that a big a big thing with um like all three movies like compared to the books is like when the books were written the amount that changed in the world from 1990 when the last book was was published yeah. to 2007 especially in technology and how like obviously it's going to be way different like, yeah because a huge part of the movie is the technology and like how we're able to trace and track and do all that stuff and they're all three post 9-11 right but all the books are written pre 9-11 so i think there's naturally going to be this like pretty big difference in how the story was told oh yeah from a cia perspective especially mm -hmm. Um, well, Europe, like Europe changed so fucking much oh, in, my the, gosh, in the late yeah. '80s. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a good point. I I've always been curious to read those first three books just to just for that that background knowledge. But um, yeah, I, I I don't expect you know these movies to be uh, you know dedicated <laughs> to to that source material. But uh, so so your actual pick is David Stray there for? I think officially, I sh I I gotta go. 
I thought one of y'all would pick David Strathairn. So like I, I wanted I, thought I, wanted, about to, it. I wanted to give uh wanted to give Julius Styles and Patty some love. No, I'm glad you did. This happens a lot on this show where I, I, I'm like pretty boring. I kind of pick the person who carries the movie. Um, yeah. Well, Connor, it doesn't, you Connor, know, not every, not, not everyone deserves an award. I mean, it's not how awards work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll go. Yeah. I'll, for my official, I'll go okay. David Strait. Cool. I mean, yeah, the movie doesn't work that mad, Damon. So that's like, that's just, yeah. that's my thing. And like, yeah. David Strait, as good as he is, is probably expendable. Like, you might be able to find someone else to do that or, or make his character less, you know, I don't know. But like, Damon, I mean, yeah, he's, he's the fucking, he's the. Sure. Character. Sure. But like, Damon needs a villain. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, like, and like, like, I also would, think would, would, the, would identity be the same as it was without Cooper, and would no. would supremacy be the same without Cox? Like, yeah, I no, mean, you need no. some. You need you need the next guy to come in. You know? and yeah, we I always agree. Like, no, he's perfect. In both movies, we have someone from the other movie to kind of like give us some context. And yeah, like, yeah. So like Brian, Brian Cox is in both. And Brian Cox is actually kind of like the less shitty one in Identity. Like we kind of get the idea that Chris Cooper he, is like more evil. Yeah. yeah, he's not. I don't know. Uh, but then the next one, it's like Pam Landy shows up, and it's like Brian Cox is obviously way more evil than Pam Landy. And then in the end, yeah, there's another uh, guy who's also more evil than Pam Landy. I don't know. Pam Landy's just a good person. I don't know. I guess. Yeah, yeah. The, the the another thing that stood out is like that that isn't like addressed as much like in the movie as I'm I'm sure it is in the book. Um, is I mean the the fact that he just like straight up murders Danny Zorn. It's like. Hey, that was like crazy. It's like a shocking scene. Like it's like, oh my god. No, it, yeah, that scene makes zero. Like, like I mean, that scene is it's a it's a it's a it's a huge like part of that movie. I think it's like a really memorable thing in supremacy. But yeah. it, like it, it doesn't really make sense. Like it's like it's it doesn't really seem like his game. Yeah, it's like this guy's just a murderer. Like this is crazy. I mean, yeah, it's like I, I'm obviously a murderer, like, you know. But like, it feels like his game is to get someone else to do it. You know? Yes. Yes. Like, like it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Well, and 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 like all that really happens out of it is like Pam Landy just like addresses it, and just like what was Danny Zorn? You know, he's like collateral damage, and it's like, I mean, that's it. Like that's the only yeah. Like like, <laughs> like you're not gonna be like, oh no. Like I guess I guess at that point she realizes he's probably gonna shoot himself or like shoot her. You know, so I don't know. Like yeah, no. He but Brian Cox, man, it's like after watching you know some Succession, you go back and like see him in like roles like this. It's like. Wow, I mean, this guy is just a massive like force on he's, the screen. You know, brilliant. like yeah. he is so so good. But yeah, I mean, there there are certainly holes in these movies that yeah, that I think the books that that bother me tie up. You know, it, it would be and like then there and then there's just like choices that like I I mean there, there's no there's no other choice than like kill Marie off in the beginning of supremacy. But like it is also just kind of like you didn't really know where to go like uh, narrative wise. So it's like, well, let's just fridge the love interest, and you know that'll give Jason the the motivation well, yeah. to do a bunch of stuff. You know? Yeah, because otherwise he's just going to stay in India. Yeah, it's like, I mean, yeah. Like, that, then you got, then movie, you got yeah. no movie, but yeah, that's not a movie. There's also just something that I don't know bothers me. That, like that's the motivation you need. Like, what are we going to do? Let's kill the love interest. Like, why not? You know, yeah, it's like. It's just a thing people use all the time. It's it, sometimes it feels lazy. It's like let's just kill the woman that he has sex with. You know, like I, I it, it bothers me sometimes. I, but what's the other way out of that hole? What's yeah. the other way yeah. to push him to his next thing? There's not really anything else because like that's the thing that gives him peace. You know. Yeah. Good shit. Makes sense. Good shit. Yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> all right. So Damon, Damon, straight there. Yep. All right. Best scene in the movie. Uh, Jeremy, what do you got? Best scene in the movie. Um, I picked, um, I picked uh, the Deacon's Award. Yeah. The illustrious Deacon's Award. I picked when um, uh, Damon drives the car off the roof of uh, mm. the parking garage. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, really that whole, that this is probably my favorite car chase sequence of of the series. And like, it, it, it's, it's maybe like the least bombastic, but like, I love when he looks forward and sees that he's boxed in on top of the parking garage. And he's like, well, without really like hesitating, he's like, all right, I'm just going to drive off the roof then. Like, cause like, that's, he's like, it's just like, he knows, like, I'm going to live. Like, I know like everything this car is going to do. And that's that calculating thing that like, cool thing about Jason Bourne is that he's just like that thing he says in identity was just like I just know I just know everything like yeah. I don't know why I know everything but he just knows like this is exactly how the car is going to fall I mean they don't really show us this but that's what I was thinking about they they do a quick shot to like two of the agents and he's like he just drove the car off the roof you know yeah. or some what? stupid yeah. shit like that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, that, that that choice that like the, that that directional choice that like it was like let's just have him drive the car like off the roof, that would be super cool. I don't know. I I don't think I've ever really seen anything like that. Like it's kind of like a it's like mildly anticlimactic the way the car falls and hits the hits the garage. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like the craziest thing that's happened in these movies, but it's like it's such a cool choice. Like, yeah, I'm boxed in. I'm driving off the roof. I don't know. That um, that's all I really need to say. Yeah, uh, that's, that's my Deacon's choice. Yeah. All right. Uh, you want you want to go or me or we have the same thing? We'll go ahead. Gotta be born versus Dash. In, yeah, and uh, Morocco. Yeah, the rooftop chase, chasing here. Yeah, I see. <laughs> yeah. I, I wrote the whole rooftop, not just like the the fight with with Dash, but yeah, the rooftop chase and the 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 way they flip. Like he, how he, he gets Dash gets. This is the, the operative that you know the, the assassin that they hired to put the bomb to kill Daniels. And then, um, and then kill Born and Parsons. Well, but yes, yeah, so, so yeah, but I love how they flip that, where it's like he gets that extra bit of information from Parsons, and then he has to look and be like, "Oh, what? Now I'm supposed to kill her? Like, what the hell?" Yeah. But he's like, "I'm just, I'm, I can't question that. I have to just go." Do and that. then I love how the uh, rooftop chase is so good. And then when they, when he so when Born does kill him, yeah, he like flips it to make it seem like they're dead. Yes, like the mission's accomplished. Yes, and it's like no, no, no. Yes, it's just a brilliant. What my favorite thing about these movies that I can't believe I haven't touched on yet. Is the location? Yeah, no, is, I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah, is like the like, like the world hopping. Yes, yes. Kind like of thing. Yeah. which is like seems like way too easy for everybody, but it's also awesome. Like get there because they actually are on location at these places. They actually filmed in Waterloo and filmed in Morocco and Spain and and you know I I love that about these movies that you really do get a feel for the world and Jason Bourne's kind of uh, uh you know crazy knowledge of these things that that never really gets explained. You know, he's just this crazy uh experiment that that can just kind of go all over the place and knows knows waterloo like the back of his hand you know and knows morocco like the back of his hand that that bit where he that the fucking bond movie stole from born when he jumps through the window yeah is yeah. so fucking sick and yeah. then, of course in like i think it's um quantum of solace i think they straight up like stole that bit because Daniel Craig like jumps through a window yeah. very similar and i was like yeah fuck off like yeah you know the bond you know the born movies are better yeah yeah so yeah, I think I'm glad you hit on the location part because I think that's another reason these movies hit me so like at such a perfect time. So not the very first time that I watched them, but I remember there was a time where I got sick. I, I very rarely get sick or like I'd like miss school or anything like that when I was like in high school and stuff like that. But I remember I had to miss it was like a Monday 
and I like was watching. I remember, I remember this so vividly. I watched a Packers game on a Sunday night. It might have been in January. It might have been like an NFC Championship game or something. But I watched this Packers game, um, and then I, the next day, I was home from school and I watched all three of these movies and like all the special features the next day. Like, nice. I had this DVD set that had all three of them, and it was right before or right after. It must have been right before I was going to go to Europe for the first time on my school trip with with the high school that we went to. Um, it was like juniors and seniors got to go to three different cities and. In Europe, and I was like, it like I had already kind of started to like fancy myself as like somebody who wants to kind of experience like the world and things like that. And then these movies combined with actually getting to go on that trip was like the oh no, I want to do this like all the time. Like I just want to keep going to like different places and like experience different stuff. And I think they hit this like perfect time. And the globe hopping and and, and what I love it's like a lesser movie when they do like you know aerial shots or something like that. It just be like here's the Eiffel Tower, like we're in Paris, you know, it's like, it doesn't like, it, it'll, it'll focus on things that aren't like so obvious about like the city, but you know, like I'm in Paris, you know, like, like, I, I think that is really yeah, smart. In, in Morocco, they're like by a flea market. Yes. Yes. And, 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 I, and it's so clear that they shot so, so, so much on, on location. The only thing that they kind of cheated on, I think there's a couple of things that Chant cheated on. They shoot a lot of the Russia, the Moscow scenes in Prague. Um, yeah. And then there's also, I think, I think the bank scene, it's, they're supposed to be in Switzerland. Yeah, but I I think they might have been in Germany. I can't remember exactly where they were, but but yeah, a lot of it is shot on location. I can forget. No, no, no. They they're not supposed to be in Ukraine in one of the scenes. Like, uh, no, I can't. Remember. Are you Moscow. sure? Yeah, yeah, okay. he goes to Moscow. Yeah, because remember that's where the Nesky girl lives that he goes to visit. Yeah. yeah, at the end. Yeah, um, but yeah, that that is not no, that's in uh, not. I'm talking about the beginning of Ultimatum. Is he in Ukraine in the beginning of Ultimatum? No, I don't think so. No, he's he, he's he's leaving leaving Moscow. Know, yeah, going to London. Why he's trying to get out of Moscow. That. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, wa- the Waterloo scene would be my second choice for the best scene of the movie. Just the yeah, yeah, yeah that that sequence is red. That's so well done, and the camera's tilting, and he kind of yeah. it's long. It's like twenty yeah. minutes of like holy fuck, like unrelenting energy and action, and that's yeah. why like I like I love like the Patty he's like he's so great at playing this just like i way in over my head but i'm kind yeah. of like trying to pretend like i'm not and yeah. like i kind of think that i'm not like i'm doing my because he tells him he's yeah. he tells yeah. him he's like he's like don't go outside he's like he's like i think i'm gonna go for it like yeah. i gotta go for it someone's watching me and like it's like ah, oh, you idiot like yeah and you know it's so easy you sitting on the couch with like a bag of chips like Doing what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't go out that door, man. Yeah, Edgar oh, Ramirez is gonna oh, shoot your ass. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's 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 got some born ultimatums. Really, is is uh, between all three of them, it's like the most like holy just thrill ride. Like, yeah, yeah, it's got some stop. like rad sequences for sure. Yeah, and like I love when he's injured and he's like going through the, the set like the train, you know, and he's like holding his leg. And oh yeah, pop, 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 like yeah. And he's like such a methodical scene. Uh, yeah, there's there's some great bits, and I love the ending. I love him and Albert Finney going toe to toe, and you kind of get a lot of stuff explained, and you get closure on like who he is and like what Dave Webb means. I love the uh, bit of four seventeen seventy one yeah four fifteen seventy one yeah yeah I love that little little twist. I love when he's in David Strathairn's office and he's like funny because yeah. like we would be having this conversation face to face yeah i doubt that yeah. yeah he says yeah yeah it's a good yeah there's there's it's really it's this movie you can't pick out like like jeremy picked out a moment and i have a hard time doing that because it strings together so well and that's probably its, it's strongest you know trait is well, it's like, just yeah i guess more like sequences but but i mean there's yeah. like before before it was like 
Like I just I really love the thing the, the scene where he was like steals that cop car. Like Yes. Yeah. Like I do love those like quick little moments where he just does like where his like choices are just like fucking he's like, awesome. Yeah, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Yeah. He's like a great yeah, character. His, yeah. yeah, his choice to just like drive off the roof that his thing. speed of thought is yeah, is, is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Well yeah. that's why I love the scene in identity when he's talking to Marie and he's talking to he's like it's like I don't know why I think this, but like I I can't remember quite everything he says because it's been a couple of weeks now. But like, well, he's like, I know all the license plate numbers and all the cars outside. Yeah, right, yeah. right, yeah. right. He's yeah. talking about like how he's like assessed everything going on in this diner. I know where the signs are. I know exactly yeah. which one I should leave from. If it, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's yeah, it's great stuff. Uh, so so if we all ranked the trilogy, like for me, it's Identity, Ultimatum, Supremacy, mm. but it's close. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm like right there with you. Okay, Adam. Supremacy is my least favorite one, I think. But they're yeah, they're all like four. I don't know. They're all like yeah. four star movies for me. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's it might be boring, but I might just go one, two, three. But yeah, but I do think I do think what three has over two is just the um, like sheer amount of like really cool scenes. Yeah, know? like that's that's it's the badass. yeah that's <laughs> the one thing. But I, I think the opening of of. Yeah, two is really, really good. But when they're in India, yeah, and she gets yeah. shot, yeah, God, and, a, and we and we're introduced to Kyle Urban, yeah, but. that's a breathtaking. Kyle Urban. I love yeah. how I love how Carl Urban's character is just hanging out in that like the club, the, like den, yeah, <laughs> in the middle of the day. Yes. <laughs> it's, just, yes, it's like it's like noon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's such a such a good bit. Anyways, this is fun. Yeah, it was doing these doing these awards is fun. So we'll we'll finish off the episode here. We can record for a while. Uh, we'll we'll finish off by looking at some of these uh, categories from the 80th Academy Awards. Uh, Born was up for three and won three, which is just kind of crazy because the other two movies weren't up for anything. Uh, I'll kind of run through these real quick and then you guys can say what you will about them or you can talk about other movies from that year. I don't really care. Uh, Best Sound Editing, Ultimatum Beat, No Country for Old Men, Ratatouille, There Will Be Blood, and Transformers. Crazy group. Uh, Best Sound Mixing, Ultimatum Beat, 310 to Yuma, No Country for Old Men, Ratatouille, and Transformers again. And then the last one, I believe, is yeah, Film Editing, uh, Ultimatum Beat, uh, The Diving Bell and the Butterfly, Into the Wild, No Country for Old Men, and There Will Be Blood. So I, I, the, the sound it, cover, it, it won all these Oscars. It won all three. Yeah, it won all okay. three. So, so the sound categories make total sense because like I it's unbelievable how they do like the car chases, the car crashes, the car it's like, yeah, yeah. it yeah. seems so real. Yeah, it's just like uh, all of it sounds so real. So yeah, I, it's the tech it's, it's the technical shit that like really shines in this movie. I mean yeah, definitely. I, I don't understand how to quite place it or or explain it, but like that's really what's really great about these movies, right? The stunt, I mean, the stunt work, yeah, too. Yeah. It's how badass it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just it's just awesome. See, I have no shit like shit. Shit that goes into making like a high quality action movie is like yeah. yeah. Top of the line. Yeah. Yeah. I find it funny that Ratatouille is competing against the Born Ultimate. I know. Yeah. I was like, Ratatouille. <laughs> that was like out of place in that category. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Also like let's also like like Juno is is going up against like there will be blood and no yeah. Yeah. man. I mean like like what? <laughs> That's yeah, also so, kind of silly. Like, like these, these movies are are like yeah, like going for very different things. So, yeah. So all right, let's jump to that. Uh, the best picture well, category. Well, real real quick, yeah. I just thought of this. I want to make sure I say it before I forget. I I, I should have told the story when we first started talking about the movie, but I saw this movie in theaters with 
uh, Marty Cruz, who we went to dinner with the other day, Austin, yeah. and RJ Braun, this other guy I went nice. to high school with. Nice. RJ Braun, who, when we walked out of the movie, Marty and I were like, that was so awesome. Like, I love that. Like, I want to see it again. Um, RJ Braun was like, ah, I don't know, like, kind of unrealistic. This is a kid who, at the time, his favorite movie was Grand, Th- or Grand Theft Auto. Tokyo Drift. It was, it was Tokyo Drift. <laughs> Okay. And I was like, RJ, are you kidding me? Like that was unrealistic. Like I was like, what compared to Tokyo? Wait, I'm I'm sorry. What what is unrealistic? He thought he thought he thought the 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 born ultimatum. He's like, I was too unrealistic. Oh, oh, born ultimatum. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was too unrealistic. But this is from a guy whose very favorite movie was Tokyo Drift. It's like, what? So awesome. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. I love that take. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I feel like I need to tell that story. Um yeah, so like this this ceremony to me, like personally, and I think I think a lot of people around my age, right? I think people in their twenties and thirties, especially dudes, look at this ceremony and they see no country for old men beating there will be blood. And it's kind of like, whoa, you know, these two signature movies of, of the 21st century, Cullen Brothers versus Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, just you can't find two better movies to compete against each other. That does not happen very often. We're in the same year. It's like, oh, like these two movies can win any other year, and they have that going for it. Um, the other movies are Atonement, Juno, and Michael Clayton. I like Michael Clayton a lot. Yeah, but I don't think it has any business, you know, competing against No Country and There Will Be Blood. I like Atonement, uh, but you had to movie. you had to nominate other movies though, right? Like, yes. Yeah. This guy, it's just to put him on the screen at the show, right? I mean. I don't know how it works. But. Well, yeah, you had at this time they had five every year, no matter what, and that's like that has to happen. Uh, for for me, in my perfect world, I would have had Zodiac up as well, and I'd probably take Atonement out, uh, and then I'd also have Three Ten to Yuma competing and take Juno out. That would be like my ideal five. But uh, I, you know, I get it. Uh, Atonement was a huge, huge movie at the time. Three Ten to Yuma fucking rules. Yeah, yeah. I love. I, I wouldn't mind that underrated being in there. Underrated. Yeah. And it was up for other stuff. So like I, I wish it would have been up for best picture, but but for you guys, I know y'all both are fans of No Country and There Will Be Blood. Like, like where do you guys stand stand on that that coin toss? Between the two of them? How much have I lost on coin toss? Uh that, yeah, I was hoping, yeah. <laughs> uh so how much are, how about, uh, what, are, what I can't remember the last time. What time do you close? Now now is not a time. That was not a time. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this movie is so fucking creepy. (laughs) (laughs) This movie year in general is as I I mean, I don't like it has like five of like my very favorite movies, like you know, like five of my maybe like you know, 10 to 15 like favorite movies all in one year. Like, and I don't know if that I didn't see them all when they came out. Like, Mm -hmm. actually, there's a few like I saw them later. Like, I saw Michael Clayton probably like five years later, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I saw Zodiac maybe two years later. Zodiac has become one of my my very favorite movies. Um, but yeah, both of them, I mean, I don't even know like what to say. I mean, it's like, I mean, y'all probably done episodes on we did no country, okay, yeah. yeah. So, saying there will be blood for like, for like, yeah, I mean, talk about a score, there will be blood, yeah, just Johnny Greenwood, baby. Whereas, as opposed to no country, real men, where there's zero music, you know, so no, it's um, it's a great counter, yeah. yeah. They, yeah, it, yeah, they both kind of like go hand in hand, and they were shot like in the same area, in yeah. the, the part of Texas. Like, yeah, um, like what, what's the story where you could, they could have they could see what was it? Yeah, because there was a huge fire scene where HW in uh, in, in uh, there will be blood yeah. loses his hearing, and the Coens could see the fire in their shop. They're like, "Fuck off!" Yeah, like, yeah. Like there was there was tension for sure because they both knew what they were doing. Like yeah. they were making their 
I, I don't think I like I'm not wrong saying this. Those are both of their masterpieces. Mm. Throw Me Blood is definitely PTA's masterpiece, along with, you know, you you could say Boogie Nights, but like, come on, like Throw Me Blood is an achievement and no country is an achievement for the Collins. It's like they're certified American classics. And the fact that they could see each other filming and they 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 were like everybody knew it was one of those two movies winning. For, for for me, this is I mean, this is getting probably like maybe even deeper than anybody even wants to get on this podcast. But but like I I don't know if you guys have ever looked into like what your like enneagram like is like number is and all that stuff. And so oh. mine I can't actually remember what my number is, but I know I'm an enthusiast, which like totally makes sense. Like I think the people who know me well, like like once I kind of like reveal that, it's like oh that makes sense. Like I get really like into stuff. Like I, I can't. It's hard for me to just like follow things casually. Like I have to just be like, try to be like an expert on stuff. And so many of these movies, and I know Fincher has said this like himself about like Zodiac, but these other ones too, they're just about obsession and like how yeah. people get obsessed with something and like really like, you know, just dive in that Whether you know, you know, like obviously in my life, I don't, I don't ever go so far to where it's like everything else be damned. But, but in a lot of these movies, I mean, Michael Clayton, Zodiac, No Country, um obviously yeah obviously in uh, uh you do not want to be daniel yeah, there will be blood is like the ultimate you know example of like obsession gone wrong you know yeah. um and, and even and even even um born ultimatum it's like he's obsessed with like finding out like where he came from why did this happen to him why did, like like i think that the through line of all of those and, like why those five are some of my favorite movies ever it's like because i kind of like really, really relate to that it's like that's like ratatouille the worst obsessed <laughs> with making good obsessed. food yes no it, genuinely i mean I love yeah ratatouille. yeah ratatouille really good yeah so i i i really like that there's kind of a through line between all of those and and you know for me personally it's like that, that just kind of hits home you know yeah, good shit. Also, Darjeeling came out this year for Wes Anderson. So, see, but that's not one of my favorite of his. So, yeah, it's yeah. like one of my third or four favorites. Yeah, uh, yeah wasn't going to get any Oscar love, but that's okay. Uh, Jeremy, where do you stand in the No Country, No Blood camp? I mean, I already, yeah, I already said the right movie won, man. Like, yeah, I don't have much to say other than that. Well, like, didn't you rewatch both of them? Yeah, the right movie won. I don't know. Like, what, okay, okay <laughs> no, no, no. I, yeah. <laughs> I have no problem with that. What's uh, uh, No Country? I feel like you, 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 you saw this one in theaters, right? Or am I wrong? No, no, no. no I watched it. Uh, I watched it. I watched it in a hotel room. With I watched it on a plane. Yeah. And I hated it the first time I saw it. Actually, for a long time, I watched this movie to fall asleep because I hated it. Like I would, it was on streaming, and I'm like, "Well, I'll put this on because I can't sleep." And then one time I put it on because I couldn't sleep, and then I couldn't sleep because it was so good. And then you never slept, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I was up till like five in the morning, and I was like, "This is like the greatest movie I've ever seen." Yeah. What the fuck? Why if I never? <laughs> why did I not like this in the past? There will be blood. The first time I saw there will be blood, I was, I was a teenager, and I remember telling people. I don't know who, just anybody who would listen. Uh, just like, it's not that good of a movie, but like Daniel Day-Lewis is so good at it. And I don't even, you know, like I just remember saying that as a teenager. Um, but it is definitely a very good movie. And Daniel Day-Lewis is very good in it. So you're right about one of those things. <laughs> well, I was right about one of those things. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, so I, I had kind of like a weird relation i mean i saw these movies like i saw i yeah i watched this movie with with blaine with her dad in a hotel like i don't remember when i don't remember how long ago it, like i just didn't get it or, i mean no country for old men sorry to specify yeah. 
I just didn't get it. Like, it wasn't like I don't know. I get. I mean, it's it's got these like intense kind of like anticlimactic things that happen. Like like nothing nothing good happens. You know, like I mean, the bad guy gets away, and the like our our kind of like hero is like a bit of a coward. Like, but really, yeah. he just like doesn't want to die. Like. He doesn't want to get involved with this crazy shit because, like, you know, and he knows that, like, he he's not that person. And then our kind of our kind of wild card character, like, he dies off screen, like, yep. really unceremoniously. Like, it's 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 a heady story, and as like as like a what I would say as a kid, like, it just made no goddamn sense to me. It wasn't until like I could just like really consume it that I was like, this is like one of the greatest stories I've ever like come across like i love this shit like you know and i'm i'm not sure if i'll ever read the um, book that it's based on um but uh uh as far as just like a narrative with its archetypes like it feels like fresh like it feels different yeah it feels like a different story than anything i've ever come across like and that story of like obsession that you're talking about with there will be blood like well it's 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 cool and like it is like this ridiculously nuanced like incredible performance they're like maybe only daniel uh day lewis is like um capable of and and this weird like rivalry he has with paul dano it's almost like a one-sided rivalry like there's so much going on there and like yeah the score is just like ridiculous but there's something like so dismal and like horrible and like and kind of horrifying about No Country for Old Men and like the, the story and that and the way that it ends like it's so the way that it ends is just like so depressing like not depressing in the in the classic sense that like wow someone died or like this is sad like it's just like fuck like life really is just a barren hole of like horrible things like well, and, and like this is when when a when obsession goes wrong this is where it gets you you know like. Ultimately, it's like this is fruitless pursuit of just like more, 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 more. It's like this is where it lands you, you know? Right. Well, and I, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm kind of seeing that through like the view of um, I can't, I can't quite remember Tommy Lee Jones' character's name. Like, just this kind of like he talks about these dreams at the end of the movie, and he's oh. like, and like his last thing is he's just like, then I woke up, and his wife's just like just nodding like with this like smile on her face and then it's just like the last shot is just him with that that classic like tommy lee jones concerned look but like but yeah very much so like obsession does play into this and like it's almost like it's less than the obsession of like what these two characters are after what like javier bardem and josh brolin are like after just this money they almost get into this obsession with just like their battle with each other you know which ultimately comes to nothing. Like, yeah, it's it's Ed Ed Tom Bell is your man Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, that's Tommy Lee Jones. Ed yeah. Ed Tom Bell. Yeah, my favorite my favorite quote is at the beginning when he's like, well, "I was sheriff when I was twenty five years old." <laughs> my daddy well, the thing was it, for me at the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah it's, I always it's, like listen to the old timers. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to them any chance I got. Yeah, and and I've always loved. Uh, I say this a lot on our shows. The Lumen Moss quote: uh, Josh Brolin, when he is about to go back out to go like 
basically fuck his life up by going back out for the money. And uh, she's like, well, what are you doing? And he's like, fixing to do something dumber than hell, but I'm going to do it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah, there, are, there are a ton of great lines like that. I love like, oh, yeah. when he's talking to the lady at the hotel and she's like, uh, or he says like, I know what more beer leads to. She's just like, more beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a gr- yeah. Both of them are great movies. I've talked about them both and referenced them both a ton. And yeah. They're just I mean, yeah, they, they'll go to the grave. With not, yeah, I mean they they are. I mean not to like diminish. There will be blood at all. Like Daniel Daniel Plainview has some just like like just his just like those endless shots of that like really anxiety inducing score while he's just making these speeches and you know, he's just fucking lying the whole time, you know? And then he even says things where he's like, like, I'm not much of a speech maker, like, but he's just doing it all the time. Like, yeah. It's like, no, you definitely lying think you are, to yeah. everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love, well, yeah. And, and early blood is like, it's not rocket science, you know, it's capitalism, religion, uh, you know, Obsession, obsession, and and obsession. the dream. Yeah. yeah, it's like it, it's a movie I feel like had to be made at some point, and who better than Paul Thomas Anderson, like in his late thirties, uh, you know, to 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 do that. So, uh, just a, just a match made in heaven, and you know, I think those two movies will kind of go down in history. And it's a cool it's a cool ceremony because of those two movies. Like, there's not a lot. I, I'd say like ones that stick out like. Jaws versus One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest in 1975 was like a real, a real like thing that was happening, a real conversation uh, that just doesn't happen very often. Where there's like actual two great movies that are still great to people's eyes today. So I think it's a special thing, you know. And Ultimatum competed at that ceremony. Yeah, and I didn't even mention uh, 2007. I mean, this is not doesn't not about obsession, but one of my very favorite comedies of all time, Superbad. Also, oh awesome yeah, Superbad's great. So yeah, two thousand seven, a, a wonderful movie here. Also, Superbad. <laughs> <laughs> also, one of the craziest comedies. Yeah, like the the death of comedy was uh, of that studio comedy was was happening around then. So fascinating time. Uh, this is great. I had a blast with you guys today. Uh, yeah, me too. Doing the born ultimatum, the Matt Damon draft. Uh, let me see. This is uh, you know, we're recording this on. Friday night, so or Thursday night, so uh, this will be coming out on Sunday if you're listening. On Wednesday, I'm trying to see what we got coming up this week. Wednesday will be Sleepy Hollow, nice uh, on Filmgasm. That's episode one hundred or two hundred and twelve. Jesus Christ! Uh, and then on Friday, Beyond the Bad, it'll be Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. I believe that will be Caleb and Josh knocking out that. Uh, uh, Josh is back from his deployment, so he's going to be on a lot of episodes. Uh, we're glad to have it back. But uh, anyways, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, keep keep following us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's always at Film Guys. Check out our website. We got new reviews up nearly every day. And uh, we'll see you guys on Wednesday.